State your name, please. Peter Reuter. Can you tell me again what year you come from? I'm a time traveler. I come from the year 2062. Case 63, starring Julianne Moore and Oscar Isaac. Out now, only on Spotify. To Spaced Out Radio. There we go. We got that before Bill, Bill WD-40 gets in there. And who else do we have coming on in? Dr. Steers. How are you? Paging Dr. Steers. Dr. Steers. Paging Dr. Steers. Welcome to the show, my friend. And I hope you have a good night. We still got to get you on the show, by the way. We have to. Uh, I... Uh, just one of those things we need to do. Uh, you know what? If you could, I know we're Facebook friends now. Could you uh, send me your email? That would be great. That way we can uh, chat. And your phone number, too. Digger Dog, nice to have you here. And uh, River Dogma, thanks for coming on out. Yeah, the Ducks already beating the hell out of the Canucks. We're number 32. We're number 32. Crystal, how are you? Thank you for joining us. And Midwest Night Watchers. Hey, I got your name right. Look at that. Look at that. Tonight's going to be a good night. And tonight's going to be a good night. There's Bill WD-40 over at Spreaker. He's lubing us up for tonight's show. So that way it goes smoothly. Lubing. I know you laugh every time I say that, Bill WD-40. I know you do. The Super Chat, once again, is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show. Hi, Dave Rice. Hi, Dutch UFO. How are you? And our store is open on our website where you can get some incredibly awesome swag. And you know what? It's that time. Horns up. Let's rock. Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show and our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. We're going to have a great show for you tonight from the Night Terrors podcast and YouTube channel. Bill Madden is here hanging on out with us, talking all things weird and strange. Then in hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Super Duke comes in for the cryptid report. It's Dave 101 night and Shirky Poo has the news. For the last six years, Bill Madden has been the host of the ever popular Night Terrors podcast and YouTube channel, where he talks about the strange and supernatural stories that literally haunt us all. With his deep-sounding voice and ever-present necktie, Bill delves into the some of the darkest encounters and stories that have happened on this planet. There is no subject he will not touch. Why? Because these mysteries 
are what keeps many of us going and Bill's curiosity going as well. We say hello. Bill Madden, thank you for joining us on Spaced Out Radio for the first time. How are you? I forgot to unmute. How professional are you there, right? Yeah. Uh, Bill, it's, th- it's so good to have you here, and we appreciate you taking the time. You know, your your show is uh, very popular with Night Terrors uh, podcast and, and YouTube channel. How did you get started with this? Well, I started out as a lark. I made uh, two or three spooky videos. It just so happened that the third one went semi-viral. It was about the woman from a parallel universe, Lorena Garcia. And, and tell us her story. Well, she was one of the, I was one of the first people to cover the story. Uh, and uh, she woke up. She was on a different bed. She had different pajamas on. She went outside. She couldn't find her car. When she got to work, uh, there was another man in her office, working in her office. It turns out she was working in a, a, a different branch of uh, her, the business altogether. Uh, she went to see a doctor. She, they told her she wasn't crazy, and they told her she wasn't on drugs or alcohol. And uh, no big changes for her, but lots of little changes to show that she was not from Earth originally. I always thought with that story, and, and now that you mentioned that story, I, I do recall hearing that a few years ago, you know, where everything in her life had changed. I mean, you know, she didn't dress the same. You know, you mentioned that she missed out on the same job. You know, I believe in her previous life she was married or, or had a husband, but there was somebody, someone different now. And, and I mean, could it be that maybe she – it's not that she wasn't from here, but she wasn't from here via maybe uh, some sort of portal or or she jumped timelines into a different timeline somehow. Right. She called it the jump. Uh, she had broken up with her boyfriend and was going out with a new guy. Uh, and when she tried to visit uh, the new guy and his son, uh, there was someone else living in the house. And... Uh, then when she got home, she checked her closet, and it turns out her boyfriend was still living in. Oh, that is just, it's so weird. And it really does show, when you hear stories like that, how weird and strange life can be. What attracted you to these weird and strange stories? Were you always kind of curious, or was it something, Bill, for you that you, you just got captivated, like many of us do? I've always been into horror uh, I would uh, sneak out at night, not out of the house, just out of my bedroom to go watch uh, the horror flicks uh, on the three uh, radio, uh, three radio, the three TV networks we had back then. Oh, yeah. And wh- where was that? Uh, near Lake George, New York. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so for you, as you started to develop and look into a lot of these stories, you know, for you, how, how did you, from day one of when you started Night Terrors to now, what has changed in you and the way you look at all of these subjects? Well, there's just a, a an insurmountable supply. Uh, I've never thought that I would run out of topics because there's just so many out there. Um, of course, I have learned the, the staples, uh, uh, the Nephilim, and uh, others. Okay, so how do you um, how do you go about choosing your topics? About fifty percent of them are viewer suggestions. 
uh, another 40% are my own ideas, and uh, 10% are from my research of my competitors, honestly. We all have to do that. We all have to. <laughs> Let's be honest. We all are checking on uh, what everybody else is doing. But for you, though, how much do you enjoy doing this and looking into these topics? Because, you know, I don't know about you, but I easily get dragged down rabbit holes. Are you the same way? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, there's nothing more enjoyable than being dragged down a good hole. True, on many on many different ways, you know. But but for you, as you kind of uh, look into you know your own stories and, and your own investigations, do you think there is like life is one giant conspiracy, or that there is a, a bunch of secrets going on that uh, we have become way too naive about? Absolutely. Explain. Well, I don't really don't like to uh, get into the uh, uh, like t- uh, my own opinion of which uh, conspiracies I believe in and which I don't. But it's like uh, I-, I believe in like a uh, you might call it a, a reporter's uh, uh, a reporter's uh, sense of uh, uh, not revealing, you know, who you're going to vote for in the election. Let's say. Oh, a- absolutely, absolutely. So for you. The way you kind of take these, tell us how, give us some detail on how you try and research one of these stories. Like, how do you, like from the, let's say I'm an audience member and I come up to you and you say, hey, have you ever heard of such and such, uh, the ghost train of Saskatchewan or or something along those lines? How would you start your investigation? Well, what I do, and uh, you can actually watch the process on Twitch, uh, uh, I do my show preparation on Twitch uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and for my two-hour live show, I cut it up into eight segments for which I need eight readings and uh, eight, uh, let's say, public domain or creative commons or sometimes fair use videos. So I'll do a reading uh, on one part of the, one aspect of the topic and then I'll show a short video, and that'll be one 15-minute segment. I do eight of those, and that's two hours. Wow. That's a busy, busy push. Very busy oh, yeah. push. When you started getting into this and delving into this more, okay, and delving into these topics, did you ever think that it would consume you? You know, like I know with this show doing it five days a week, I'm all consumed, you know, and there are times (laughs) where, you know, because we bounce on so many different topics on a nightly basis that that I, um, you know, you have to know a little about a lot. And the, the, the a lot that you're missing or giving up is sometimes detrimental to what you do. You know, for you, how do you stay in tune? I was never really afraid of being consumed. I'm, I'm still, I'm still not fearful of that. What really scares me is ASMR. It's like fing- fingernails on a chalkboard to me. Really, I kind of some of it I don't mind. Some of it I don't mind. You know, you have uh, like looking at your YouTube channel. You have taken um, so many topics that that are go right throughout history 
from predictions to aliens and ghosts to to curses and and everything. What do you love? Is do you have a favorite topic? My favorite is probably not one of the more popular topics. Uh, I really uh, enjoy vampires. How come? Uh, I guess the uh, it's all wrapped up in uh, 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 control and sex and all those dark uh, motivations. Just fascinates me. Well, you literally have hundreds of videos on your channel, and I'm scrolling through a number of them. And I'm just going to pick one where we can start tonight. And let's go into some big detail about this, because one of the topics that really doesn't get enough play up here in Canada, we've talked about it, but it almost seems impossible to try and get somebody to to discuss what's happening, is the beheadings up in the Nahani Valley in the Northwest Territories. Now, there are lots of rumors about what's going on there, whether it's, you know, a lost uh, a lost uh, First Nations tribes, whether it's Sasquatch, whether it's some sort of my- other mystic cryptid that is doing this, whether it's headhunters, whether it's, you know, uh, wild people who said to hell with society, this is our area. First off, break it down for our audience what the Nahani Valley legend is all about. Well, this is a super remote area in Canada that uh, no one's lived in for a long time. They say the last Indian tribe left uh, before uh, 1900, let's say. Uh, but uh, they also could be one of the people that are still hanging around there. People have gone there and found gold, but they don't have usually have too much luck bringing it out of there. Why does that place seem so violent where prospectors and and researchers alike have ended up found decapitated. Yeah, it's so weird that uh, uh, the first few casualties, uh, which are unrelated to each other, were all decapitations. And uh, you'll have uh, people missing as well, of course. But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of headless uh, men thrown in there. So what do you think's going on there? I think... Uh, Personally, maybe it might be survivors of the Indian tribe, but uh, there's also the, the uh, cryptid hunters have have a, have a good point there as well. It might be a cryptid. For me, uh, you know, in, in looking at it, the way I I look at this is there. There's I don't know if you heard the one story out of there about the there was a group that was given one hour to investigate in there. And their hel- no, I haven't heard that one. And their helicopter pilot came in, dropped them off, pulled up, circled around, saw something in the forest, came right back down and grabbed them and said, we got to get out of here. When the crew or the people who were on the ground said, what's going on? We got an hour in here. He's like, it isn't safe. We need to get you out of here right now. And wow. there, there was never any talk of whether it was cryptids or something, but he saw some things moving in the bush. Now, I don't know whether that's just part of the legend or whether that's actual truth, but it's really weird because in Canada, we can find stories about anything. The hard part is trying to find people to talk about it, and there just really isn't a lot of people who want to discuss this. When you were doing this story, did you ever look into why people don't want to discuss this topic? No, I, no, I did not. 
I, hmm, it, it just blows my mind. Blows my mind, this story. Okay, let's move on here. Um, let's go to one that I'm not so familiar with, but just learned about earlier this year. You've done two shows, or three shows, pardon me, recently on the Denver airport in Denver, Colorado. What makes this airport so conspiratorial? Yeah, there's a lot of things about the Denver airport. It's, uh, I think, the second biggest airport in the world, the largest U.S. airport. Uh, when they started... Uh, when they started uh, building the place, the first buildings that they built, they said they built them wrong, so they had to bury them. But they buried the first four or five buildings that they built. The dedication capstone uh, has a Masonic symbol on it <laughs> and the names of lodge leaders on it as well. Uh, and it says it was uh, uh, dedicated by the One World Airport Commission, which is an organization that doesn't actually exist. Uh, they have uh, lots of art exhibits, permanent art exhibits at the Denver airport, one of which is uh, supposed to predict uh, the coming apocalypse. There's supposed to be uh, uh, tunnels underneath, which are either for uh, the higher echelons in case of nuclear war, or they may be the lair of the lizard men beneath the Denver airport. And then, of course, you have Blucifer, which you see on the road into the airport. I saw Blucifer earlier this year, and apparently it is cursed from the artist. Blucifer being, I'm sorry, uh, Dave, Blucifer being a combination of blue and uh, Lucifer. It's a blue, uh, a blue uh, uh, fiberglass statue whose first victim was its sculptor uh, when it was nearly done. Uh, a part of the sculptor, some say the head, uh, fell on uh, the sculptor himself, severed the, uh, a femoral, the femoral artery in his leg, and uh, he was not too long for this world, unfortunately. His sons were able to finish the uh, project, though, uh, luckily. Now, why do, do people call this this Blucifer cursed? As I said, uh, it, it, killed, it did kill its own sculptor. Uh, the sons were able to finish it. It has uh, uh, red neon eyes, which uh, inspired the original sculptor because his father used to own a neon shop. There have been reports that other people have died there as well upon approaching it. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Yeah, I don't know whether it's just part of the rumor or part of the the legend or lore about that entire junction there, but there does seem to be a lot of real interesting murals and stereotypes that go along with it. Why do we want to believe that this airport, of all places, is literally, you know, uh, an apocalyptic uh, area to to scatter to for the rich and the elite. Why do we want to believe all of this? That's a good question. Why do we want to believe? Maybe we're, uh, we're seeking, a, seeking a good scare, perhaps, like people who love the, to ride the roller coaster. 
Could be. Could be. I, I would hope so. I would absolutely hope so. You know, I mean, but, you know, there are reports of, of these tunnels underneath that are both used by military and, and others that, you know, connect to everywhere. You know, a lot of the secret bases, whether it's Area 51, whether it's Dulce in New Mexico or or uh, Dugway up in uh, in Utah. Have you heard anything about that? Oh, yes, I've heard those rumors. Yes. What do you think about them? It, they're all fascinating. It's uh, like you were saying, uh, what what do we seek about it? I've always liked, uh, uh, horror has always drawn me and spooky stuff has always drawn me. And uh, I'm so happy now that I can help provide that spookiness for other people. Well, that is awesome. That is awesome. We've got about four minutes to go here before we're going to go to break. At the bottom of the hour, Bill Madden from Night Terrors Podcast and YouTube channel with us tonight. Bill, for you, when you look at, at at areas like that, are there a number of other areas in the United States that seem to portray the same ways as the Denver airport? Well, of course, you have the uh, – uh, that brings to mind the uh, the people that go missing in the uh, uh, national parks, of which uh, David Polites speaks. Where do you think those people are going? Originally, David's theory, originally, uh, from what I've uh, gathered through my research, was that it was Bigfoot. That was his original theory. He doesn't talk about that much anymore, however. He, 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 nowadays, he likes to lead it up, re, leave it up to the reader, usually, I believe. And what does Bill Manton think? I think that's, a, that's an interesting idea for, the, uh, for a Sasquatch. Uh, there are some other, so many other strange... Hey, the balance in my free checking account earns more than options like CDs. And without tying up my money. Keesler Federal Credit Union. Helping our members live extraordinary. Everyone wants to feel safe, in control, and able to trust their own instincts. It's so important, especially as women, and especially when it comes to dating. I get it, and Bumble gets it. They're not just a dating app. They're a connections app built on a foundation of kindness and respect. Bumble has so many tools and resources designed to ensure their community remains a safe space to foster healthy relationships. To learn more, download Bumble and visit their safety and well-being center. Things like people getting lost in the national parks and uh, leaving their shoes and sometimes even their clothes behind as they're uh, as they're go seeking a way out i guess geez i i am all on board with the portal thing i believe it's portals a lot of it or some strange cryptid encounters you know whether it's a, a sasquatch uh female that maybe lost a youngster and is looking to you know recapitalize on on being a mom or you know some raging dog man that wants to rip everything apart i don't know but you when you get a lot of these uh these situations where you know you're walking with someone in the forest or even in a downtown city and and you know they're right beside you or right behind you by a few feet then you turn and look and they're gone i mean you would hear noise you know, and a lot of times people will will be yelling for people, but they won't be able to hear each other. Yet they were screaming aloud, saying, "Where are you?" And and technically, on both sides, they're in the same area. 
Like it just right. doesn't make sense, man. Right. What's your opinion? Yeah, that uh that's one of the common things uh about disappearances in the, in the national parks that uh uh sometimes when they are found, when they're lucky enough to be found, it turns out they were only a few yards away from where the search parties were going over. The weird part about it is, I mean, when you find clothing that is folded, you know, and, and, and shoes that are untied and, and placed beside the clothing, I mean, that just, it does not scream to me uh, human abduction. Doesn't it doesn't right, scream, right. you know? It, it seems like there's something a little bit more awkward about this. When you've read a lot of these cases, wh- you know, are you in the in the belief that you know this is happening by by maybe some twisted people? Oh sure, men of the woods, men of the forest, Appalachian uh, rumors, the wild men, the wild men of Appalachia, yeah. Yeah, well, they said there. They believe there's some on the west coast here too. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I mean, that's just a, a weird and wild topic, right off the bat. I know there's a couple of people who live in the wild out here. My buddy has ran into them, you know, and uh, yeah, he says it's kind of weird. But Bill, I'm going to get you to hold on right there if you don't mind, because we are going to go to break here at the. Bottom of the hour, first break in, and we're having a great time tonight with the host of Night Terrors on YouTube, Bill Madden. We're going to get into some other weird stories that Bill has covered over this time. So we're going to check him on out and see what Bill has to say about some supernatural, paranormal, alien-type adventures, maybe dabbled with a little cryptids as well on Spaced Out Radio. Solid first half hour, man. Oh, thank you, Dave. You having fun? Oh, yeah. Good. There we go. And who else is here? Uh, Mennonite Abe, I don't live in the wild, just next to the wild. And um, who else we got? That's about it. So far, oh, there's Super Kira. Give us a wave, Super Kira. We know you wave back. I don't ride the Bigfoot to the local Taco Bell. You know Taco Bell's a sensitive topic for me. It's two hours away. Michael Fontaine, how you doing? And... I got, uh... Right now, we're in a uh, whiteout right now. It is snowing like anything outside. 
It's been snowing since about uh, um, about nine this morning, and uh, I'm not ready for snow. Not ready for snow. Filth, do you got snow yet? No, it's warm here. Oh, I'm sorry, you said filth. That's that's, uh, that's about. Uh, Bill, where are you? You're in upstate New York. Oh yeah, you you're gonna get snow soon. I wouldn't be surprised. Dirty filth will be next, though. He's an Edmonton. Uh, we got a little bit of snow. You got nine months a year of snow. Yes. That's nope. Alberta. They only allow you to to thaw for the three months. It snowed and everybody forgot how to drive despite everybody living here for 10,000 years. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling. You no know, delivery trucks are all over the place and everybody's stuck on the sidewalk or in a ditch or in somebody's trunk. That's because, that's, insane. That, that, that's because all of the Vancouverites have sold their houses for a million plus dollars and have now <laughs> and have now moved east and north, like to your place or to my place, and they don't know how to drive in the snow. Winter tires are very useful. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, get lower mainlanders to sell on on winter tires. <laughs> those 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 summer slicks last all year round, you know, down there. <clears throat> Whoops. Roger G. Davis, how are you? Welcome to SOR Chat. Oh. I had a good workout tonight, or this morning, Filth. Oh, yeah? What'd you do? Did you- uh, I'm I started going back to the gym, Bill. I'm trying to lose some weight here. You know, old Davey over the last few months got a little heavy. You know, I could be competing in uh, sumo wrestling right now. <laughs> so, I need, bench press a Sasquatch like no, Nate Rudd. No, Nate Rudd could could totally bench press a Sasquatch. Hey, Crave Dog, how you doing, buddy? Totally. You know, Nate Rudd, true story, Bigfoot hunter in Washington State, he could bench press 500 pounds in his day. 500 pounds. That's why it was really nice to him in Vegas. You know, that's heavy. That's heavy, man. That is heavy. Here I am working out on the bench press at like 100 pounds, and I'm like, oh, Oh my God, it's been so long. Look how strong I am, 100 pounds. That's like 400 <laughs> pounds more. I struggle with the fishing lures at work. So, I mean, look at my little, my wimpy hands. I just draw cartoons. I'm not set for heavy work or nothing. I got no calluses on my hand. I never worked a day in my life. I, I, I've never, I got to put you on mute, Filth. I've never seen a human being drawn straight out by Charles Schultz. That's dirty filth right there. <laughs> All right, here we go, everyone. Second half hour now.
Second half hour of Space Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate you doing it. I want to remind you that if you've done, uh, if you want to check out this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. I've got a frog in my throat. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go. Bill Madden is here. Night Terrors is his channel on YouTube, and it is a good one. Talking about all things weird and strange, and he comes to us from upstate New York, which probably makes him a Yankee fan because we, we would hope that he's a Yankees fan and just as upset as I am about the baseball playoffs. Bill, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing, Dave? Yankee fan? Oh, yeah. How? How did we get knocked out by Houston? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. Just absolutely kills me. Kills me. (laughs) All right, Bill, let's move on here because you have investigated a number of cryptid sightings. And and you did a story a couple of weeks ago regarding some very, very horrific cryptids. Uh, seen and experienced by people in the Appalachia. What's going on out there? Yeah, the uh, the Appalachian uh, uh, the Appalachians go back, you know, a couple hundred years to the first uh, uh, Irish Scotch settlers, and uh, they got their own version of witches up there, and their own wild men, and uh, lots of strange things going on there, <laughs> as well as the cryptids. Okay, when you say strange things, what do you mean by that? Well, it's uh, a place where people settled and uh, in, the, in the in the deep, deep woods and never really came out. So, what you think is that there is is what a bunch of human beings that have you know kind of left society and are and are making their way through uh, living in the forest on their own. Bingo. And how do you know this? Well, from all the stories, it just uh, uh, seems uh, apparent. Can you give me an example? Good question. Well, there's the uh, the uh, is it, I think it might be Fugat, Fugati, the the Blue Fugati family that uh, was uh, became so inbred that uh, their skin color became blue. Okay, and and what happened with them? Are are they still around? Or are they are they a family out there? So they say. I need more than that, man. Give me some <laughs> love here. Yeah, they uh, uh every once in a while uh, uh, you'll see someone with a bluish tinge, you know, in that area, and uh, uh, but the other locals, uh, when you ask them, they they keep their mouth shut. Why is it so restricted in people wanting to talk about them over here? Maybe the clannish nature of the families. Does that go on through 
um, through history? Like, is it? Well, a- yeah, of course, they've had to rely upon themselves uh, for hundreds of years, and uh, that leads to them not trusting outsiders. And I'm trying to get, you know, as a Canadian, we don't deal with many uh, that we at least know of, of wild people, you know. So what makes this area so unique that people have left regular society and grown up like a wild animal? I don't know if, if you would say it like a wild animal because they're human beings, but They've uh, been separated from, uh, let's say, civilization for uh, hundreds of years. No voting, no nothing, no ID. Right. I'm sure they don't come out to vote. This is tough. This is tough to understand. I mean, how are there government officials that track these people? Or the are they in areas that the government won't even go down those roads? Well, uh, if by government you mean, let's say, uh, uh, someone who wants to research what the, their folk songs are, you might see a couple of researchers up there uh, for folk songs. Okay. Or for the, uh, let's say, their witchcraft. If you want to uh, learn about the. What they call their granny witchcraft. Wow. Now, do they believe this witchcraft works or they're just so adapted to nature in the outdoors that, you know, it seems like witchcraft? Well, these are their, their, their medicine people, the witches are. So that not only are they able to cast a spell, but they're able to set a bone as well. Wow. All right, let's move on to a new topic here. You know, uh, I mean, f- from feral humans to controlling the human mind, are, are you a big believer in MK Ultra? Oh, MK Ultra definitely existed. There were congressional hearings about it. The the big question is whether it's still going on today. A lot of people think it is. Do you think it is? Under one name or another. Pardon? Do you think it is? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah, I think the government, especially these days with all the, the surveillance through the Internet, I'm pretty sure that's not the only thing they're they're doing to people without their knowledge. So for people who may not know what MKUltra is, could you define it for us? Sure. It was a uh, program started in the late 50s, early 60s, lasted about two decades until uh, uh, about the end of the Vietnam War, about the mid-70s. And uh, they were doing research as to Cold War-related research as to whether they could use uh, drugs or alcohol or uh, uh, lysergic acid or what have you to tear down a person's personality and then rebuild it uh, so that uh, these people or these soldiers would obey like robots. So for for people listening, it, it would be the exact same if if you went and watched the Bourne movie series with Matt Damon, the Bourne Identity, and you know the all, all the trilogy of those. That's what we're talking about when it comes to MK Ultra, building these super soldiers 
out of people and and it goes a little bit further than that. A lot of people believe uh, there's also aliens involved or reptilian type of creatures involved, uh, that it has gotten into kidnapping, murder, uh, suicides or murder suicides. You know, it, it's a very dark, dark topic that very few really go deeply into, Bill. No doubt. There's a reason for that. It's very dark, as you say. What would be the purpose in your mind for the United States government having a a project like this? Well, they thought the Soviets were already doing it. They thought they were already uh, uh, using uh, drugs to uh, to uh, enhance uh, their soldiers. So one might say it was the the natural next step for the the paranoid uh, 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 secret services over here to uh, take up the same studies. Incredible. Incredible. So, you know, I know people who have been uh, in the MKUltra program and they have, and, and I'm not saying, you know, that they are bad people or that they're making it up or that they're traumatized. I, I believe these people that they have been part of this um, my lab type of of investigation and taking and so on and so forth. Have you ever talked to anybody who has been involved with this program as a victim and just kind of got an overview of what they went through? And if so, what did they go through? I have not, but I've, I've seen, uh, 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 an excess of the old footage of, uh, when they were having the hearings and when it was more a topic of a uh, conversation, uh, back in the day when, uh, the program was revealed to the public. And, uh, yeah, these people's stories are absolutely heartbreaking uh, uh, because it seems that uh, they were able to uh, uh, successfully break down a number of people, but uh, they weren't actually able to build them back up again. Mm-hmm. And people go nuts. They literally go nuts. And, you know, the one thing that, that we always think is that we always hear the stories coming out of Russia about what they do to test. They have no problem doing human genetic testing on, on their own people with soldiers. I mean, there was the, you know, the, the famous story of the, of the, the sleep study where they kept, kept people awake for as long as they possibly could until literally some were eating their, their own, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, when they, when they finally took the final one out, I mean, it was just nightmarish. Now, we we only know this, be, you know, it could be out of legend, it could be true. I mean, who knows what is actually happening. But, I mean, it really goes to show that, you know, the human mind is extremely fragile on an overall status if you play with it. No doubt. Well, they were they were merciless in what they did to the to these victims, Uh just they weren't playing so much as attacking them on, on if not a daily then an hourly basis right right for you what's the difference between mk ultra and my labs or military abductions i haven't heard much about my labs i should do that as a as a show what what's that about that's where allegedly military people are are kidnapping uh, ET contactees. And, oh, really? Yeah. 
That sounds fascinating. You know, it, it's very fascinating. It's very ha- fascinating. Yeah, it's um, and they will put them in different scenarios where where it's pretty ugly. And uh, there's a great story of uh, Melinda Leslie, Lorian Fenton, and Misha Johnson all getting taken the night after they got off the air with uh, Coast to Coast AM. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it's a scary So many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. Scary story, but I mean, it's incredible nonetheless of of these three ladies being taken down they knew they were in a secret base they knew it was somewhere in california uh they're not sure if they caught a train over to nevada um they were all blindfolded their heads were covered up they were drugged uh one of them uh, or two of them were brought face to face with an eight foot reptilian who said that it was that if they didn't stop uh investigating things that this thing would come back and do absolutely horrific things to that person and their family members. Uh, it was, it's quite a, a, a heavy story. Maybe also to deter them from speaking out as well. Absolutely. But thankfully it hasn't. And I don't think, oh, thank God. I don't think there's a roll of duct tape thick enough to actually uh, shut up uh, Melinda Leslie or Lorian Fenton, to be honest. Amen. You know, so uh, that's kind of where that works. All right, let's continue on here. Uh, One of the topics that you have really delved into over the last month or so is immortals. Now, this subject absolutely intrigues me. There's a couple of subjects that do. Immortals and time travel. Because ever since I was a kid and watched Highlander, I always thought that there would be potentially some sort of immortals walking on this planet. And maybe it's hope. I sure as hell know I'm not one. You know, I don't think I've ever met one. But I do believe that there are, that immortality is real. And I do believe that maybe there are some special people out there, if we could call them people, that are immortal. 
What's your to- your thoughts on immor- immortality? Right. It's uh, it's uh, not easy to find their stories, but when you do, they're fascinating. Uh, people who uh, uh, are seen not only during their lifetimes, but in, in the following centuries as well. Now, you have investigated a few of these. Who did you pick on? Good question. Uh, during the most recent show, uh, I did a Chinese emperor that wanted to be immortal. And uh, for that reason, he drank mercury, I think. That wasn't such a good idea for him. Uh, there's the, fam- the famous guy. I'm trying to think of his name. Famous uh, 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 European dude. We did another Chinese uh, uh, guy about which there's a lot of documentation of him living like uh, 256 years. That one we did as well. There's also a number of movie stars that have had uh, pictures or portraits painted of them that look very, very similar to people today. You know, you know, looking at your thumbnails, you got Justin Timberlake, you know, on one side, and then you got this picture from, I believe, the 1800s of another person. You've, um, you've got Keanu Reeves up there as well, and there, there's a painting illustration of somebody that looks almost identical to him. Way in the past, there's been, I know, looking at, into this subject, there's been talks of. Uh, of you know John Travolta or Tom Cruise or or many others that have been you know cited with artistry or photography of the past what is your take on that yeah it makes you wonder there's uh, so many of these out there these days uh maybe a case of reincarnation i don't know you tell me do you think it's reincarnation or do you think it's it's immortality. There you go. That's about the only two things that could be, right? Oh, I really don't know. I want it to. I know what I want it to be, Bill. I know what I want it to be really, really bad. You know, and uh, I don't. <laughs> but I don't think I'm right. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Uh, Dirty Filth says in the chat room, Nicholas Cage you know, right, right. Uh, you know, there's the famous picture of him as well. I mean, granted, the fact that, you know, over time, it's not surprising that there are people out there. I mean, we all hear about, we all have, uh, what is it? I think there's a study that almost everybody has between four and seven doppelgangers on this earth and be damned if there's other people who look like me out there i apologize i apologize profusely right for giving you a face for radio and a voice for print you know but (laughs) it's just one of those things that i i always wonder about you know i mean do you believe it that it's just like the doppelganger effect your voice is great dave it could that's the the, third possibility right doppelganger effect I never thought of that. That's the way I would see it being. I would totally see it being that way. You know, but I mean, what's what's the one that really weirds you out? Well, I recently saw uh, one that I didn't, I'd never seen before. The one uh, of uh, Jimmy Fallon, and the the uh, 
the old black and white of him taken, it looks like in the 60s, and it hasn't aged a day. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I have not seen that one. Uh, was it was it from the 60s? Because he was born in the 70s, I believe. So they say. So do you believe then that maybe some of these people aren't immortals, but maybe time travelers? That would be amazing. Help me out here. Amazing how... But, but if just one of them, if just one of them was immortal, you know, that would be incredible. Immortality. One of the big topics that... Oh, filth, we got to do more on immortality and, and time travelers. Because it just trips me out a little bit. We need to do that. And there's the big thumbs up from Dirty Filth. That's why I love him around here. You know, he's a man of few words, but he gives a big thumb. Big, big thumb. You know, all right, let's continue on. We have about four minutes here before we're going to go to break here at the top of the hour. Bill Madden from Night Terror's YouTube channel is our guest tonight. Uh, what's your thoughts on aliens? Oh, they're out there. They're definitely out there, in my in my uh, uh, opinion, in my humble opinion. You ever see one? I did hear you, uh, Mr. Scott. Did, have you ever seen one? I don't believe I have. Uh, people uh, are always asking me, has anything uh, about what you're talking about, has any of these weird things ever happened to you? And uh, I always had to tell them no, except un until very recently when I, when, when I think I met a ghost. <laughs> oh, you got to tell us that ghost story. Well, uh, I was I was actually getting a gasoline, and uh, I went inside. Uh, I think I picked up a, a six pack of Coke or something like that, and I wanted to I wanted to get out of the the convenience store that was you know by the pumps. I wanted to get out of the convenience store, and but I couldn't because there was people coming at the same time. There was uh, it looked like to me like a grandmother. And uh, two children, like maybe, I don't know, five and 13, two small boys. And I thought, okay, I'll wait till these guys get in here, and then I can leave, you know, because I want to get the hell out of the, the heck out of the store. And uh, so the two kids come in, and I'm waiting for Grandma to come in, but she, she doesn't come in. So I thought, well, she decided to stay outside. Then I walk out of the, of the store. There is no one outside whatsoever. There's no, and I looked at, I looked at, at the cars too. There's no one, buddy, in any of the cars either. She had just completely disappeared. I think she might have been accompanying them in spirit form. Oh my goodness! You know, I don't know if we saw a ghost or not, but Tim Senor, who does our UFO report, when we traveled to Las Vegas back in July, we stayed at Caesar's Palace. And we literally arrived at Caesar's Palace at about 11 o'clock at night after our flight was delayed four hours in Denver due to a, a lightning storm right over top of the airport. Because planes and electricity don't mix, you know. And and we got to Caesar's Palace. It took us two hours. They had 200 people in line checking in. And they had four people up front. Felt bad for them. It was horrible took us almost two hours to get through and get to our rooms. But while we were walking to our rooms, 
we had this guy. He must have looked about, now this is around 1 o'clock in the morning. He must have looked around about 90, 100 in older periodical clothing. Full body, full body, walked right by us. I said, hi, how you doing? And he barely acknowledged us. And it was only us three in the hallway heading towards our tower. And we turned and looked, and we just watched the guy continue wandering on. Don't know if he was a ghost. Don't know if he was alive. Or maybe he was alive but didn't realize he was a ghost. Or maybe he was a ghost and didn't realize he was still alive. I really don't know. Really don't know. But it was a it was a trippy experience. I looked at Tim, and Tim and I are like, was that guy real? Or was that actually a spirit that we just saw? Because, I mean, the Caesars Palace is what? 70 years old? 75 years old? It's still gorgeous inside. But, I mean, it wouldn't be beyond the reckoning of it happening, could it? Oh, sure. Well, sure. I, I don't know. But, Bill, I'm going to get you to hold on. Great hour, number one. We have another fantastic hour coming up with Bill Madden here on Spaced Out Radio. Bill is the host of Night Terrors on YouTube. Go check it on out. He's got some great stories there. We'll continue on getting into all things supernatural here on Spaced Out Radio tonight. Stay tuned. Quickly say hello to Kevin Kingsmore. How you doing? Data Derivations, how are you? Uh, who else has jumped in here late? Jessica McCreary, thanks for coming on in. And uh, who else is here? Logan L. And let's see. I think we are caught up. Bill, we're going to put uh, Dirty Filth up here. And we got about five and a half minutes here. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes, okay? All right. Uh, if you want to chat with Filth, you're more than welcome to. Filth, what are you drawing? Uh, well, we're currently drawing an intermission cartoon because I had it set up for a while and I never ended up finishing it. So we said, ah, what the heck, I'll, I'll finish it up. So every time there's an intermission, color? I always put... Yes, it's watercolor. Wow. And, uh, this is this is the old version. Whenever we're done the, on nice. the breaks or whatever, I'll throw that down. That's the old one, but I'm doing a, a way better one. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's coming along smoothingly. If when that's even word, it is now. When I was working in the summer at uh, uh, Fort William Henry, I th- I uh, I got one of those maps of Lake George that uh, it was black and white, and I thought. What I would do is I would uh, stand in the courtyard in the uniform, and I would take my watercolors and paint this map, right? Put the color in the map. And I thought that people would come around and ooh and ah and watch me paint, but everyone just left me alone. <laughs> I, I feel you. I mean, I've drawn cartoons and junk my whole life and whatnot. And nobody ever seems to go to the guy with cartoons until all the cartoons are done and whatnot but it's it's just interesting that i can sit here and draw cartoons and people seem to enjoy it so it's kind of a, a weird twist of fate 
from when I was a young lad till now when nobody really watched a lot of the stuff or cared about cartoons and I don't know maybe, but I read a lot of books did do a lot of hanging out in sports things so it's kind of wimpy like I said my nice smooth hands and so I, I probably missed out on all that stuff. But anyways, I'm just rambling away here. I apologize. You could do this uh, on Twitch. I, I probably could. I'm not very technical savvy, which is why I use watercolor. But actually, you are also doing Twitch right now, actually. The, oh, right on. Dave is multicasting to both YouTube and Twitch, I believe, right now. Well, I do have a Twitch account. I just, I just use it for the basically the only video game I play because every once in a while they have drops and junk on there. And so What's your you, game of choice? It's it's called Conqueror's Blade, and, but actually my favorite game is uh, RPGs. I love rolling pen and paper dice. We're doing that this Saturday, by the way, everybody. Got a huge dungeon set up. All the nerds don't even have a chance. Well, they got a good chance, but they're not going to expect this big dungeon because. I've been running them along here for a while, and oh, bloody hells. I hope nobody's listening. Watson, if you're listening, stop listening. (laughs) But uh, nonetheless, though, went off on like 10,000 tangents here. Will there be a caption for this? Oh, is that it? Phil Threat is is now wrangling cats. I see it. it. Oh, yeah, here. I can see the. uh, Oh, yeah. Almost no wrangling it. cat. There's the... <laughs> there I am chasing. That's that's the blob, and that's whiskey. Those are my two cats. Cool. What colors are they? Uh, blob's a calico, and whiskey's a barn cat. Blob was found half frozen to death inside of a a hay bale. I think it was in Heisler, Alberta, somewhere. Oh my god! I might be wrong. And so. Uh, Mrs. Filth took care of her. She got better and she turned into a big football cat because she was just real fat. <laughs> That's what we called her the blob. Then we moved to the new place we live at and lost a place for her to run around. She lost a whole bunch of weight. So she's not blob anymore. We could basically call her blob or blob, but but uh, for, for the most part, yeah, they, I, I, got two, I got two cats. They're, they're pests. What do you feed them? Raw meat, because they're really? from the farm. Really? Yep. Sounds like right. the life of Riley. We got about 90 seconds, guys. Hey, Dave. Bill, if I can mostly ask cat talk here eventually. for hour number two, if you don't mind. If you don't mind going in depth into a few more of your stories, that would be absolutely wonderful for our audience, man. You got it. Thanks, buddy. Your content is amazing, man. Absolutely well, thank you, amazing. You're no slouch yourself. Well, I'm trying not to slouch anymore. <laughs> Can't breathe when I sit slouch. up straight, Dave. I'm trying, filth. I'm trying. If I see you slouching, I will write you a nasty letter. Oh yeah, do it. Write me a nasty letter. That way, I can. <laughs> that, I need some fire starter. <laughs> Thank you tonight so far to Judy, Jeremy, Jeff, and Cat Chaser for the amazing super chats. 
The Super Chats really do help with what we do here on a nightly basis. Don't forget, guys, that very soon we're going to be posting a uh, about more about Las Vegas, May 19th to 21st at the Golden Nugget. We want all of you there to join us for a great weekend, and we're going to have some fun. Here we go, everyone. Here comes our number two. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club, Fascinorus. Fasadorus is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with Bill Madden. He is here from the Night Terrors YouTube channel and where he covers a bunch of different topics and it's something that you could really dig your teeth into from urban legends to time travelers, parallel universes to aliens and ghosts alike. And it is very interesting to listen to his stories. Bill, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's it's great to have you here. We were talking, just getting into ghost, you, you mentioned a ghost story right before the break, but right before that I had asked you about aliens and, and some of the alien encounters that you have covered videos on. Is there a story out there that sticks out for you regarding extraterrestrials? I kind of like the one about the, uh, 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 the goblin attack. Uh, I think it might have been in Kentucky where the family was... Uh, uh, witnessed the the landing of these goblins and they started to attack the house and they were firing out uh, uh through the screen door on the porch and uh uh they finally got out of there and they convinced the police they were uh, that uh, they believe they at least believed what they were telling about the story you know what's amazing about that the Kentucky goblins is is you know a few years ago Greg and Dana Newkirk did a a series called Hellier on on that entire subject. And it took them really down a a real rabbit's hole that led to everything from uh, Indrid Cold to conspiracies about, um, you know, whether or not the goblins existed. Uh, Took them to a little town called Hellier in Kentucky where they went through the tunnel systems and, and so on and so forth. Now, they never found that, but, I mean, do you believe that the goblins are still around? That's a good question. Uh, I, I believe they were then. I'm not. I don't know if they are now. It's just 
one of those weird stories. One of those weird ones. So many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard to find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. You also have a weird one regarding uh, this going over in Japan about some children captured by a UFO. What happened there? Well, actually, the children themselves captured a UFO. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they uh, they observed this uh, disc-shaped UFO, and it was, uh, it was uh, small enough for them to carry, actually. And uh, one of them... W- one of them would bring it home, and then overnight it would disappear. And they would go back out to where they found it, which it was like a rice paddy, I guess. And uh, they would find it again and capture it again. And then a different kid would bring it home. And then overnight it would disappear from that kid's home. Yeah, it involved quite, quite, quite a number of children, too. Really? And did nobody ever think of, uh, of any of these children or their parents turning it over to authorities? Uh, unfortunately, the last time that it disappeared uh, from uh, one of the kids overnight, it, it never appeared again in the rice paddy. Wow. How long ago was that story? I, I'd never heard that one. I believe this was early 60s, perhaps 1964. Everything good happened in the 60s with UFOs. Twiggy? <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. You know? But, I, I mean, the idea that these kids could pick up this ufo and it would disappear overnight i mean did any of them see how it was disappearing and reappearing in the same area no they never saw it but it did give them time to uh uh to sketch it especially this one kid who drew detailed sketches of it wow that is yeah there was on the bottom of there was kind of a grate and they say that you could look into the grate and see electronic uh, uh components inside Interesting. Very interesting. How about the one in Australia? You have a UFO mystery there. Right. I'm kind of blanking on that one. I'd never heard it before, and I'd done it for the first time for that show. Let me see if I can remember. I do remember that uh, the principal really didn't want anyone talking about it. It had appeared to the children and some teachers, and uh, the principal 
put the kibosh on it. Uh, for, and for quite a long time, no one no one did talk about it. But then it came out uh, like decades later. Interesting. I want to get back to time travel here because I know you've done a number of specials on time travel and whether or not it is real. I mean, we talked a little bit about it earlier on in our number one, but number, I should ask you point blank. Do you believe that there are time travelers walking on this planet right now? Well, there's lots of, lots of people who say they are, and there are lots of stories of uh, people having time traveled. And again, if just one of those is true. Oh, what what would you do if you if you learned that time travel was true? I'd try to find out how to take advantage of that fact. Go back and <laughs> go buy back. This, go, go back and buy a I sports almanac. Time and <laughs> go back in time and uh, hopefully not so, make so many mistakes this time. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Yeah, I I would I can honestly say I I would be doing some great investments. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you imagine if way back in the day you took that extra ten bucks and instead of going to the video store, you invested it in Apple. You know, way back right. in the day, <laughs> or you Casio know. watches. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you do have some interesting stories in regards to time travel, and I don't know if anybody or even if you heard the story. There was a story a few years ago about a gentleman who allegedly did do that. Is he went to Wall Street? And he was made millions within a very short amount of time regarding investments. Did you ever hear that time travel story? Yeah, he. Uh, as a matter of fact, he got arrested. Uh, uh, they wouldn't let him out to uh, uh, to uh, to access his money. But evidently, he, he did make like millions on the stock market before he got arrested. So somehow he, he disappeared from jail somehow. Or was released on his own recognizance or something, and and then he then he vanished. Yeah, never to be seen again. And and uh, I mean, he racked up something like three hundred million dollars within a few months. It, it was just crazy type money on that too. Just knowing what was going to hit and when to sell and and everything. I mean, I mean, I don't know if that story is true. Or not because there's there's so few details about it, but I mean, I want to believe, Bill. I want to believe so so bad in the whole time travel aspect. You did a story about a kid who traveled through time. Tell us about this uh, young young kid. Right, uh, the politician. He actually ran for president in twenty eighteen, maybe. Are you talking uh, about Andrew Bishago? Yeah, Andrew Bashago. And uh yeah, and I guess they were uh uh because young children were so resilient, they were the only ones who could travel through the portal that uh the uh, that the government had developed. And he wound up uh getting in a picture uh taken by one of the World War II photographers uh at the Gettysburg address. And you can see him in this picture. It's an old uh uh, 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 like a Draga-type picture. Yeah. You know what? I think what killed Andrew Bishago's entire reputation on that was the idea that he was uh, uh, allegedly supposed to win the presidency in 2016. 
And that's what I've been last twenty sixteen. Thank you. And I just I don't know. I mean, I want to believe Andrew Bashago so so much. I really do want to believe him. But it, the whole president thing just really really threw it out of my mind. It really did. If you've ever seen him speak, like uh, on YouTube videos or whatever, he's very convincing. Extremely convincing. Now, the the funny part about it is there are, I know there are people still to this day, like, and I'm talking, I've had this conversation recently, who believe that these jump rooms are real. And they are tied to the secret space program. And you could get to the moon. You could get to Mars by some of these. Right. You know? I've heard that. You know, what's your thoughts? Do you, do you think they are real? It wouldn't surprise me if they were. Why is that? Uh, because I think that uh, the government has technology, which they're probably hiding. Perhaps uh, technology they garnered from alien visitors. I believe you're right there. I believe you are right. Do you think the time travel does cover come from uh, visitors from another planet? Or did the time travel come here from, say, fellow Americans, say, 1,000 or 500, 100 years from now? That's a good question. Uh, it could be uh, people traveling back in time. It could be our own people, human people, traveling back in time. Even though Back to the Future tells us not to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a DeLorean park somewhere at Los Alamos. Let's go on with time travel stories here. Uh, you have one of a knighted time traveler of the realm. What, what's this story about? Oh, good question. The the guy who was the knight. Could that be the one, uh, uh, the guy that uh, uh, was in, uh, uh, the guy that's buried in that, in that cemetery in, in London, the Brighton Cemetery, where they believe that the mausoleum itself may contain the time machine? I think that's the one. I believe that might be the Sir one. Victor Goddard, a flight that's through a time. Fascinating story. The uh, I think the Courtoy uh, Mausoleum is uh, is the name of the mausoleum, and uh, Hannah Courtoy uh, was friends with this uh, this wacky inventor who also invented uh, 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 like like uh, special torpedoes for the navy, and uh, another gentleman who. Uh, could read and translate Egyptian, and at that time, the in the Victorian period, uh, the Victorians believed that the Egyptians knew how to travel in time. So, if that translator was able to translate certain key passages, and that inventor was able to uh, bring that machine to fruition, uh, who knows what that mausoleum may contain? Yeah, that that's very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I mean, I I tend to believe that time travelers are here. I tend to believe that it's still very government secret 
Uh, but, I mean, you think about with a lot of the advancements we are making, Bill, with wanting to go to the Mars and the moon and, and everything that goes along with it, I mean, you'd have to think that that technology has already been created or tested before they go somewhere because usually when they start talking about doing something, it's already been done. Right. That's kind of the way I look at it. I mean, if you look at what Ben Rich, uh, former head of Lockheed Skunk Works, said in the 1990s, in the early 90s, uh, you know, regarding, you know, Lockheed was already 50 to 80 years ahead of where um, of where uh, the public was seeing at that moment in time. You know, I mean, so, I mean, it's just it's just weird that way you know, watching this all kind of unfold right in front of us. Right. All right, let's move on here as we continue on with Bill Madden from Night Terror's uh, YouTube channel here. You also have a real interesting uh, pieces on here about out-of-place artifacts, you know, from bricks to the crystal skulls to what looks to be remote controls and and bottles of uh, whiskey and everything like that. What intrigues you about these topics? Yeah, those are interesting. Uh, uh, for example, the, uh, the the hammer they found uh, encased in uh, in igneous rock uh, in England, uh, or the uh, there's also uh, artifacts that actually look like a cell phone that has been found, and uh, there's another artifact that looks like a spark plug that was found inside igneous rock, which of course would mean that the rock is millions of years old. I like the one in China with the, with the Swiss watch. All right. Yeah. Tell us a story on that. If you're familiar with it. Well, I've, I've seen, I've seen the picture and it's a, a, a petite woman sized watch. Uh, that again, w- was in uh was encased in rock that was if not hundreds of thousands then millions of years old yeah i mean it almost makes you think that this is a repeat of civilization would you agree with that yeah there's a lot of people have said that uh there's certainly been enough time in the uh four and a half billion years that the earth's been in existence for civilizations to rise and fall and completely disappear by the time we came on the scene. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see, Bill, if if we'd already done this all before on this planet. I mean, it seems it, it seems so far fetched and very sci fi, but I mean, how else do you do you kind of portray it, Bill, when when you when you look at the topics and you look at at the at some of the artifacts that have been found and you know it's right out of where we see i mean even in the egyptian you know uh a lot of the egyptian uh, scripts that are you know carved into the rocks i mean seeing helicopters and and speedboats and airplanes and and ufos and and i mean it just makes you wonder what was actually there even going back as little as 4000 years ago Aeroplanes that they have tested in wind tunnels successfully, even though they're made out of, even though they're made out of gold. 
right? I'd like a gold airplane. I'm just I'm 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 just not oil rich enough right now. Just not oil rich enough. That is for sure. That is for sure. So the idea behind what what uh, you know with time travel here is: Do you think that we are able to go into the future, or like Andrew Bashago claims, go into the past? Are we able to jump into different timelines uh, to to travel to different planets? Or are you a believer in that all, Bill? Oh, we're definitely able to go into the future. That could be done now. Well, it could be done. Uh if you travel uh, uh, towards the speed of light, uh, for every uh, year that passes for you in your capsule, uh, tens or hundreds of years would pass here on Earth. So you could definitely, and Einstein says so too, you could definitely travel to the future through time. Would you like to be a time traveler, Bill? I would like nothing better. (laughs) How about yourself, Dave? Well, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm still waiting for the aliens to pick me up. <laughs> you know, that that's one thing I'm still waiting for. I don't think. Just get some of that happen. good evidence implanted on you and you're all set. Oh, yes. Where are the aliens when you need them? Where are the aliens? Where are the implants when you need them? Yeah, right. Darn implants. Yeah. <laughs> But anyhow, as we continue on here, we got about three minutes to go before we go to break here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Bill Madden is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. You know, one of the topics, and we could probably carry this one over to uh, the, the, the final half hour with you, is the Mandela effect. Now, I'm not a big believer in the Mandela effect, but there's a lot of strangeness that I thought happened that apparently I've got wrong. What's your thoughts of the Mandela effect? Well, I'm convinced that the Mandela effect is real. Uh, I, I think that uh, what what it's more likely is that uh, have you ever, if you've ever heard of the theory of the multiverse, that uh, people experiencing uh, – a di- something different today than what they remember in their minds maybe a, re- a reflection of the fact that they encountered the former object in a different universe what's your favorite mandela effects well of course you got the the classic in which uh, nelson mandela was supposed to have died in prison but he he didn't <laughs> which is what it's named after, you know? Right, right. I think my favorite is the Ford logo. Oh, yeah. With the little curly Q on the F. Because my my buddy owns a Ford dealership. And apparently that curly Q has been there forever. And yet, right beside me here, I actually have a... An old Ford key. It's hard to see on, on on here, but it does not have the curly Q. Aha! You know that, that one weirds me out. Deepens. 
You know, the other one that, that kind of weirds me out too, and a lot of people will roll their eyes on this, but the reason why I'm reminded about it now is the fact that in Canada and even a lot, many parts of the United States and around the world, during this time of year, we wear poppies for, for veterans to, as a reminder for World War II, the end of World War II. And we're always told to put it on our left chest because that's where the heart is. Yet, if you look at the human body now, the human heart is still on the left, but it's more towards the center of the chest now. Yet, right. we, we were always told that the heart is on the left side. Right, right. There's also some people who remember a different number of uh, uh, stars and or stripes on the flag from their childhood than we have now. Well, let's let's carry over the Mandela effect. And maybe we'll have a Mandela effect during the break. I don't know. <laughs> but let's carry it over during the break because this is a conversation that I absolutely love to have because it just absolutely intrigues me. Bill Madden from Night Terror's YouTube channel. You're going to want to check it out. Hit subscribe. More weird stories coming up with Bill when we return on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. All right, we're clear. Uh, Bill, I'm just going to run upstairs and grab myself uh, uh, another full cup of uh, water here because I'm running low. But I'll be right back. Dirty Filth, are you still there? Give us an update on what you're doing. Well, that's like amazing. That, drawing fish. that is yeah, just there fantastic. There we are. There's me. Let's be chasing after my cats. Wow. Not in the wintertime. You are good. So yeah, that, that blob of color turned into that. Whoops, yeah. there's my little squeaky chair. And then, I guess I might as well should... Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to ask, what are the, the the green tufts on the bottom? That's like different level of grass in the field. Is that what that is? Or Oh, definitely, yes. You, okay. you know, it's funny. Nobody's ever really mentioned that or noticed that. And I always do that. It's like you got to have the little bit of extra tufts of grass and whatnot to fill out the, the painting because otherwise it's just open space. And if I just colored it, all green it would look pretty bland and there's just a lot for your eye to look at that's what i go for so you can spend some time just looking at the drawing almost all my drawings are like that would you like to see the drawing from last night absolutely all right what is so we that got... for bigfoot i use it to fully human works every time <laughs> And it's the same right footprint every time. And it's Dogman and Sasquatch shooting debris in the forest, fooling humans, and they're just they're just out there having a time, man. That's the kind of stuff I do. Did you come oh, up yeah, with that idea here. yourself? Yeah, I came up with that about like eight minutes before the show. I was, wow. I was... So many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. 
snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at care.com. It happens all the time. I'm like, I'm just panicking. I'm thinking to myself, oh, hood's breath. I'm never going to get this done. What am I going to draw? And then bling, it just clicks in every time. Wow. So I did a what else I got here. I'm just reaching over to the pile. Here's a are you familiar with Skinwalker Ranch? Oh yeah. Okay, so they they've been launching rockets or whatever. And they've been the rockets have been all weird and they spanky with the tight jaw and the nice haircuts like, oh, it might be a portal, so I drew this guy here. Stop launching so, your junk into my dimension. Talk. Yeah. And, he's, <laughs> and he's throwing the he's throwing the he's throwing the uh, rocket back. Yeah. And you have the cactuses. Those that's gorgeous. Just, what's the what's the, the looking thing back there? What is that? That's that's the the desert mesa. Okay, desert mesas. All right. Cool. Yeah. And then I drew a little the the orb that was apparently they filmed cruising around there. The old then, uh, That's excellent. Are those cactuses or are those kind of some kind of bombs? Oh, it's cactuses, definitely. Cactuses, okay. That's that's how I do them. And then, in, uh, since we're still in the desert, I did. Katie, uh, Katie, Katie travels back to Roswell, right, yeah. 1947. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's a dead uh-huh. alien. Dead she, alien. She mentioned on the show once she'd like to go back to like see Roswell, so. And by the way, if she's listening, you gotta get a hold of me so I can send you this drawing here, Dave. You gotta bugger for me here. We'll give her help. Take up space in my house. It's on the sky too. That's nice. We'll give her help. Yeah, you get the you get, get the triangle, the, the sports model, and a tic tac for good measure. By the way, did oh, you, you, did you see what Brandon, did you see what uh, Brandon Fugel just bought to add to his movie collection? Is it Blade Runner stuff? No, he bought the, uh, he paid. Now, I think he did, because he posted this on Twitter earlier tonight about uh, at an auction, a private person bought the Bible that uh, from Shawshank Redemption for $450,000. Do you think he'd trade me a couple drawings for it? Dude, you have pull with him. He loves the filth art. <laughs> Actually, it, it's it, Dave does tell the truth. He sent me a copy of the Secrets of Skinwalker, or the, uh, oh, bloody hells, I have it downstairs. It's a Skinwalker Ranch book. George Knapp, Colm Keller wrote it 
or together. I'm not totally right. sure. And then he even like even wrote me a nice letter. It was like, thanks, Dirty Filth, for your drawing. So it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Dirty. Cool. But for a, a a guy that likes books to give up a book, that's very <laughs> impressive. And I'm I wouldn't give up my books. <laughs> Leave a, a book for me, so that's pretty good. In my books, hey, anyways. We, we got to get going here, guys. Um, T2E, thanks for the super chat. Filth, uh, T2E wants to buy some of your art. Thank you to Judy, Jeremy, Jeff, and Cat as well for the super chats. It's a great way to support what we do. Here we go with the next half hour. so much for taking the time to join us we very much appreciate earning your listening ears and we want to remind you that you can check out all of our archives for free by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old davy the fa- the favor hit that subscribe button our website is spacedoutradio.com. we have a plethora of features for you rock out to bumblefoot read shirky poos newswire check out our swag as well follow us on twitter at spaced out radio Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. For the final time tonight, Bill Madden joins us from Night Terror's YouTube channel where we're going over the Mandela Effect and some of the high strangeness around it. Do you believe it? Do you believe it's the Berenstein or Berenstain Bears? What do you remember? There's a lot of them going around. Bill, welcome back, my friend. Thank you, Dave. Hard to believe we only have half an hour left with you. It's been a fantastic show, my man. Fantastic show. Mandela Effect. There are a number of these strange ones. You know, what do you, what do you think are some of the top ones out there? Is it movies? Is it just everyday life? Is it uh, the fact that the world didn't end in 2012? What's your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, some people think that's when the... Uh... Uh, uh, the timelines began to di- to diverge was in 2012. Yeah, I always thought that, you know, maybe the Aztecs, when their calendar ran out, I mean, barring the simple answer that, number one, they were on the Gregorian calendar, which would have made uh, December 21st, not December 21st. But uh, nobody ever asked the question is, what if their calendar guy died and there was nobody to replace him? Like why? Why was why was that never in the picture there? You know what I'm saying, right? Nobody ever asked that. We always want to talk about the end of the world and that the 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 Mayans uh, had predicted the end of the world. But I also thought of it too: is what if that was some sort of transition in timeline? Exactly. You know, the Luke, I am your father from Star Wars, which never happened. Right. You know, what do you perceive it to be? That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. The Luke, I'm your father. That never, that never uh, happened. Scotty beamed me up. Never happened. Baron Stain. I remember the stain. I thought that was quite unusual when I was a little kid. So I'm, 
I'm from the universe that uh, where it was all where it was Stein, but uh, a lot of people remember Stein. I want to ask you though: Could the Mandela effect have been affecting all of us differently? Oh yes, I th- I do believe so. Like, could it have been an individual type of of effect on us? Of course, but you have lots of people remembering the same thing, though, at the same time. The Shazam movie that never happened. Oh, yeah. And you know what's weird about that one is I thought Sinbad back in the 80s was one of the worst actors on TV. He was horrible. He reminded me of Bob Saget. You know, I couldn't stand these these people on TV who would laugh at their own jokes on TV. Drove me nuts. That's why I couldn't stand Bob Saget. Not funny. Ray Romano, not funny. Okay, uh, Sinbad, not funny. And I remember saying to my buddies, man, I am not going to see that movie. Totally remember. You know, because they had him with his baggy MC Hammer pants on the cover that were all shiny and sequins. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I think it was kind of funny. And those those pants are probably like pirate pants, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it, it just amazes me, though. You know, another one uh, that was pointed out by Brian Staveley, I always remember Cuba being being uh, a little bit uh, further away or a little bit closer to Miami and not as big of an island. Yet you look at a map now and Cuba's huge. Right. Your thoughts? Yeah, I haven't looked at the Cuba itself, but uh, wasn't there something about uh, the continents themselves? having changed shape somewhat like whether or not South America was directly underneath North America type thing. I seem to remember. Right. And yet South America is closer to Africa than North America. Right. It's, it's very, very weird. Very, very weird, you know, but, uh, Let's get to another topic here because another one uh, of the high strangeness topics that you have covered over the next, over the last little bit. And it's been a topic that we have delved into in this subject because it's, it just intrigues me is the, these, these stairwells in the middle of the forest. Now the, the rumor says that you are, you should never go to the top because if you get to the top of the stairwell, you can never come back. What's your thoughts on these stairwells? Yeah, the uh, the stairs in the woods. Uh, another a slightly viral video for myself. I, I was one of the first people to cover that back in the day. I, most everyone knows about them now. Yet some people, uh, upon climbing them, uh, find that uh, they lose the sounds of the forest. And everything goes silent. Uh, uh, there's a story of the, uh, I think I want to say, a Portuguese gentleman who was uh, worked in one of their their national forests, and he actually uh, was like running from a wild dog or something and ran up the stairs. And when he came back down and went back back to the uh, to the 
to the Forest HQ. It turned out he'd been missing for five years. No way. Five years. Wow. So they say. And for him, it was. And these like- are reports. These are reports that I uh, that I found myself going through Reddit. Uh, a lot of people will say, "Well, the original story was just made up by this uh, uh, by this guy, this Forest Service rescue guy." But what I did was I went to the uh, uh, the Reddit responses to find the stories that people were relating that had really happened to them, and that's why I found that that Portuguese story. Incredible! Did you ever hear the, the the story of of the the guy who in Sweden who went, I guess he was a plumber and he went to fix his sink because his sink was leaking and he went under his cabinet and then while he was under there, like a portal opened up and he was able to crawl through the portal to meet his seventy year old self and they were able- oh yeah. And yeah, I've the, seen the photographs too. They they pose together like with the showing the same tattoo kind of thing. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, because that could easily yeah, be a a father son thing. Yeah, right. well, I don't know. Uh, it, supposedly it was him, and then him as an older person, and that they met each other. And there's photographic evidence as well. Yeah, because the guy actually ran his phone, but I mean, it's been highly broken down over time and you know the, the 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 skeptics have absolutely torn it apart but you know i think that's the problem that we have with a lot of information these days is we we've become so highly skeptical of absolutely everything due to to everything from costumes to cgi to uh you know a 4 year old being able to edit his own youtube videos with precision and no college education that it used used to need, you know, I mean, it's getting harder and harder to, to really figure out what is real and what's the truth anymore, Bill. It's going to get worse too with these, what they call deep fakes, being able to uh, uh, duplicate the image of somebody and their voice. Uh, It's going to be wild in the coming years if we don't blow ourselves up. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen, you know, because I'll be honest. World with you, War III coming. I got a feeling the big one's coming. And not too, not too very much longer either. No, the you nations th- are beginning to, ho- to choose up sides. You think so? You think? Yeah, I do. You think we're all World gonna, War Three? We're just coming gonna, down the road. We're gonna drop the gloves sooner and than go? you think. Pardon well, me, Dave. We're just gonna drop the gloves and go. It's what's. Uh, there's going to be a powder keg moment, and I think we're going to see it, if not uh, within two years, then definitely within within one year. Wow. That's quite the prediction. That's the way I feel. And and, and how come you, you, you feel this? What, what kind of le- lends you uh, the issue on that? Just the fact that right now you have, uh, uh, without going into politics, you have different nations uh, uh joining others some that used to be friends and now they're enemies it's a it's it's more and more volatile with each passing week well that is true that is that is very true in regards to that but i mean we'll just also as uh, i'm sorry excuse me dave also uh i think in times before war you'll notice that uh 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 
women are held in higher regard. I don't know how misogynistic this is, but women are held in higher regard. And then when it comes to the, the war, women are held in less regard, which is not a good thing. But if you notice how recently women have been held in very high regard, I think that's another sign that the big one's coming. I've never heard of that before. Not sure I believe that, but I, I, I've just never... my personal pet theory. Well, the thing that, that made me think of that was I remember back during Vietnam, uh, passing uh, passing by like strip clubs everywhere. The reason I think that women were held in less regard during wartime. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's hope it doesn't happen. We'll make sure that we put all our energy and focus towards the fact that that uh, women can be held in high regard without a war happening. I think we could do that. I totally That would be great. I think we could do that. You know, getting back to these stairways for a second, though, have you ever met anybody or talked to anybody who who has ever seen any of these mysterious stairways in the middle of a forest? Oh, yeah, sure. And what have they said? People said, yeah, I've seen them. Uh, usually through uh, uh, usually through comments. Um, I'm halfway sure I've seen them myself. I never climbed any, but I'm halfway sure I've seen them myself. I've lived in uh, uh, not even uh, suburban, but rural areas my whole life. Now, when we say stairways, are these just stairways that are there, or maybe there was a structure or a home or a barn surrounding them at one point? Uh, some yeah, some people say that, that that's the case. Uh, in other cases, uh, however, no, the, they're just sitting out there alone. What would happen, or what's the alleged speculation of what would happen if you made it to the top of the stairwell? Again, there's uh, you, you got people who think maybe that's a, a deadly thing to attempt. Uh, other people that have found a portal at the top and still others that uh, they feel nauseous as they climb up and they really don't want to get to the top. They, they're feeling so sickly that, uh, and they know it's being caused by the stairs. So they uh, beat feet as fast as possible from that locale. Would you ever do it? Uh, yeah, I think I might. I might. I don't know. It depends. I don't know if my wife would let me. <laughs> Let's see. If I was with my ex-wife, definitely. Could be much worse. All right. Let, let's continue on here as we uh, keep on going through some of your great stories that you have cover, covered over time. You know, uh, there's a bunch of different weird cryptids out there. Most of us, we're always talking Dogman. We're always talking uh, Bigfoot. But we forget about these, the Glimmer Man. We forget about Siren Head or the Hat Man or anything like that. Have you followed reports on any of those? Oh, yeah, the the Hat Man. Uh, uh, I've looked at the Hat Man stories before. Those are usually very uh, malicious characters, the hat men. And what did you find? Uh, th- that it's not good to run into one. <laughs> what happens? 
<laughs> Definitely not good. <laughs> so oh, what would happen? Uh, uh, don't invite him in. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't invite him in. Is it like the Black Eyed Kids? That is in, in one way like the Black Eyed Kids, yeah. Don't invite in the Black Eyed kid Children either. How many cases have you heard about that? Oh, I did a video or two on the Black Eyed Kids, two videos, one live show and one uh, 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 one not live. Uh, yeah, those are those are spooky. There's, there's uh, footage of them too out there on the net. Do you believe they are evil and nefarious? Yeah, I wouldn't trust a black-eyed kid as far as I could throw it. Where do you think they go? There's there's only one story that I have ever heard where someone let them into their house, but they didn't directly let them in. They just kind of forced their way in. And Oh, really? I didn't hear that one. And I don't know if the guy had the tar beaten out of him or he just kind of blanked out and wasn't feeling good or felt victimized afterwards. But he said when he woke up, they were gone. And nothing, right, right. nothing was robbed. You know, his wallet was still there. Phones were still there. Furniture, televisions were still there. Jewelry was still there. But he doesn't remember what happened when they came in. What probably saved him is that uh, he did not invite them in and th- that they, had, they were forced to uh, force their way in themselves. So for people who may not understand, what is supposed to happen if you let black-eyed children into your home? Uh, death and dismemberment comes to mind. Pleasant. <laughs> I had a friend of mine, Jacob Rice. He actually had an encounter with a black-eyed kid at his fence. He lives in rural Washington State, and he was walking his dogs outside. And he and he had just put, you know, he heard this. Excuse me, excuse me. So he walks up to his fence, and there's a there's a boy there. He could barely wow. see the boy, and the boy was like, "Can I borrow your phone?" Can you let me oh, in so I can borrow your phone? He's like, well, no, I, you know, he lives in a rural area where like there's only a couple houses on his street. Okay. And, and. So many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. 
Become a leader with the University of Washington College of Education. Within one year of graduation, over 94% of grad students find employment throughout the nation. Tap the banner to learn more or visit education.uw.edu. And there's not a lot of kids that are roaming around there. <laughs> and long story short, at the end of this, the boy goes away. The dog was continually growling at the boy. But something didn't sit right with Jake afterwards. And when he went and reviewed his security camera footage, there was never a boy there. Wow. It blew me away. Still bugs him. That's incredible. And it's never happened again. Only happened that once. Thank God. Only happened that once, man. I'm like, man, could you imagine if you would have let him in? You know what? Good, de- good decision on not letting him use your phone. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. What's your uh, thoughts on uh, things like mermaids? Well, mermaids are interesting. There's uh, up in uh, uh, in, Sc- in Scotland area there. They uh, have myths and legends about the blue men. Uh, who are people, uh, blue, actually blue men who live under the sea. Do you believe that they are evil in order to help sink ships? I think well, the the way it works uh, with the blue men is that uh, they challenge uh, the captain of the, the ship, I think, to some kind of, uh, uh, some kind of game of the nines to where they try to top one another. And if they lose the game, then they will uh, raid the ship or, or say, even sink the ship, making it much easier for them to raid from underwater. Right. Right. Yeah, I've always been curious about that because, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the, uh, like when we bring Varla Ventura on here, she talks about them almost acting like sirens where they're trying to uh, lustfully lure the sailors over overboard and into the water to almost rescue them. And, and in return, you know, once the sailors fall into the water, they, they literally gnaw them, uh, the dude apart, much like, like uh, piranha fish would. Wow. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. You know, it's not all uh, Ariel and Disney under the sea, believe you me. Watch out for them damn mermaids. It's all fun and games till the screaming starts. You, you got that right. We got about two and a half minutes to go here with you tonight. And, and I'm curious, is there a topic we haven't hit that you would like to? Not that comes to mind immediately. I just wanted to make sure. Let, let's go. Let's go to this. What about caves and cave systems? Do you think they're they're all connected? Do you think they all have aliens or Bigfoot in them? A lot of people believe that uh, there's a lot more interconnectivity uh, than w- one might have you believe. Not only uh, natural caverns, but also uh, man-made caverns and tunnels uh, uh, excavated by the military. So, in other words, what you're saying is if you find a cave, don't go in it. (laughs) 
That sounds like good advice. Oh, yeah. I do have to ask you this one before we we say goodnight to you, my man. And that is about Elvis and how many different Elvis sightings are around. I mean, look, in the 80s, it was a big hot to trot story. And into the 90s that Elvis was still alive, that he never died in Graceland in 1976. But you've got uh, one story where you, you continually uh, report on different Elvis sightings. One of the best ones, that the one that has photographic evidence, film evidence, is when uh, Elvis supposedly, uh, and you can see it for yourself, uh, Elvis supposedly appeared as an extra in the movie Home Alone, the first one. And it's uh, the scene is where uh, the mother has... They, they decide the mother is going to go back alone because they discovered they left their kid home alone. And she's at the airport. And over her, this shoulder, over her left shoulder, in the background, there he is. It's amazing. Oh, you know all of us are going to go on YouTube and try and find that now. You know? it's the, Yeah, it's the airport ticket counter scene. Now i got to look. Now... Okay, that... I'm watching this right now, and that's where she's flipping back, flipping out, trying to get a flight back to right. Chicago. Right. And the guys, right. the guys saying, "Well, we can't." I mean, is it Elvis? I don't know. How tall was Elvis? Because this dude gets a good amount of screen time too. He gets a, a good one or two minutes of screen time. He's he's on film a lot at, in that scene. Oh, that is weird. That is weird. And you think you think that's him? It sure looks like him. Well, I mean, when was Home Alone made? Nineteen eighty-eight. Is that right? Somewhere around there. But I don't know. The mystery continues. Bill Madden, thank you for coming on Spaced Out Radio tonight. Been an absolute pleasure to have you. Coming up next, we're going to head to the swamp. Then Super Duke's here. And then it's the Dave 101, packed third hour, next on Spaced Out Radio. Great job, Bill. Great job. Well, thanks, Dave. Give you me too. some claps here. Great show. Golf clap. Appreciate you doing it, my man. Oh, thank you, sir. And continued success to your, your channel, and, uh, and uh, you know, good luck with what you're doing. And you as well. Okay, if I use some clips uh, from this on my show? Yeah, go right ahead, man. Go right Sweet. ahead. Thank you. Anytime, buddy. I appreciate you asking. All right, my man. We will let you go. You take care. And uh, we'll chat with you soon. Thank you, Dave. Bye. Bye-bye. Bill Madden, everyone. Night Terrors YouTube channel. Make sure you go hit subscribe on that. And uh, Super Duke is next, and uh, he's got his hair down, looking fine, and I'll be right back. So you guys just stay tuned in. We'll be right back.
Hi, guys. Frost Kitten. Hello, chair. <coughs> Let's go like this. Oh, hey, Clam. How you doing? JSCO, how you doing? Welcome. Who else has joined us here? Let's take a look. Sweet Tony D, good morning to you in the UK. D Swiger. What's happening, everyone? YJ, how much snow do you got? It's snowing like anything here. Super Duke, Super Duke, coming on up here soon. I want to say thank you to Cat Chaser, Jeff, Jeremy, Judy, and T2E for the amazing Super Chats tonight. Very much appreciate it. And uh, remember, you can do some shopping on our website, spacedoutradio.com. We got great, great, great swag there for you. And uh, Vegas. May 20, 19th to 21st, 2023, come meet up with us in Las Vegas at the Golden Nugget for a weekend of fan party. Here we go. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. How you all doing tonight? We very much appreciate you all tuning us on in wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Fasinoris. Fasinoris is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. My mom has worked at a small, rural hospital for about six years. She is the ER receptionist. She is the first person you see when you come into the emergency room, the one that will give you all the paperwork to fill out and such. 
Throughout the years that she has worked there, she primarily has worked nights, 7pm to 7am, and has seen quite the cast of characters the town has to offer. Every transient, druggy, and local has passed through that lobby at some point, and she has seen each of them at least twice. But one night she encountered something she had never seen before. My mom was quick to get the hang of things in the first year, so she was left alone to work the counter the ER faced the parking lot so she could see people coming in far, far away, and anticipated their moves. One night at about 2am, she was working on her computer, looked up and was surprised to see two people standing there, a man and a woman, were just standing there, staring at her, and she stared back. The parking lot was dark, no car in sight, and they just appeared. After a long moment, they entered the lobby and went up to the desk. My mom said the alarm bell started going off in her head and something was just not right. For one thing, they were very tall. The desk my mom sat at was easily mid-chest to an average person. With these people, my mom could see the woman's pelvic bone. They were dressed for hot summer weather because it was the summer. They were also very skinny and my mom emphasized this. They were very dry looking, but they didn't look like your typical druggies. The woman stroked her neck with long fingers, saying she had a sore throat. My mom didn't say a word for the first and only time. She just looked at them. A phrase kept repeating in her head, Strigoi. As my mom looked at them, the woman looked at the man, then looked back at my mom, then to the man again, the whole time just smiling and stroking her throat, and said to the man, Do you think she will let us through, or should we go somewhere else? My mom stayed silent as the woman repeated the pattern of looks. They both smiled at my mom and left. Almost immediately after, my mom texted me asking if vampires needed permission to enter places like hospitals. I told her that since she was technically the person to say who went back to the ER, they would need her permission. We both knew that Strigoi was a type of Romanian vampire myth that normally we thought wouldn't be really, you know, true. But she kept hearing that phrase in her mind. She has never seen that couple again, and we still talk about what happened every so often. It does make me wonder when I hear about stories of black-eyed children and other tales of vampires. What did she see that night, and how close was she to something unreal? And that's why we love the Swamp Dweller around here, telling us spooky stories all night long. He joins us to kick off the third hour of each show, Monday through Friday night. You can listen to thousands of his stories for free. By just going to youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads, we really appreciate the Swamp Dweller coming on in on a nightly basis. All right, it is time once again to head over to Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio. He's got his cape on tonight for the Cryptid Report. Super Duke from World of Bigfoot Radio comes on in a couple times a week to break down some weird and strange cryptid stories from around the world. And Duke, it's always a pleasure to have you here, my man. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be back. I've been enjoying the show the, uh, a little bit earlier, watching uh, Bill on there and you guys doing the back and forth on different topics. And 
for people out there that are unaware of this, this is like Bill's second interview ever. And his first interview was on my show. So I know exactly what you just went through, Dave. And you have, uh, hey, you you know, have every bit of credit due. You know what? I, I love his channel. I love his channel. And, yep. you know, coming on a show like this, if you've never done it before, it is hard. And for a lot of people, it's intimidating. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, I thought he did well. And I'm very glad to. Have oh, met he him. did very well. I mean, if you want to see when he was on my show, he was very uncomfortable looking. And the only reason that it worked is because I have seen every bit of content that he put out and I just kept referencing an old video and he'd say something about it. And then I'd plop the old video in there. So it totally worked. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Great guy. Great guy. Nice. nice Absolutely. Shirt, nice shirt and tie combination as well. You know, I mean, you he be- also does some really, you know, uh, I, I don't pay that much attention to uh, armchair re- researchers or anything usually, but he does really great research. When he gets interested in the subject, he digs up stuff that, like, the experts on the topic may not know about. So he's very thorough, and that's one of the things yeah. that makes his channel so interesting. I agree with you. I agree with you. We, everybody should subscribe to it. it. It's a good, good channel there at uh, Night Terror's YouTube channel for sure. I, I got to say, man, uh, you know, you're in the mountains of Montana. You got snow yet up there? Uh, we got a little bit yesterday when I was biking over to the store and back, but, of course, it melted off right away. The mountains have got uh, snow on them now almost down to the level of the valley. So, you know, pretty soon we're going to have it down here too. We are getting hit with 10 to 20 centimeters of snow. And it's supposed to continue. Now, usually we get a break. Usually this melts. I don't think this one's melting, Duke. I think <laughs> I think the snow that I see today will be in my yard come April. Yeah. Well, as me and Robin were mentioning, the Sasquatch are telling us it's going to be a crappier than usual winter. So I think that's what we're looking forward to here. It seems like it's probably going to happen. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What do you got for us tonight? Because we only have you on the shortened version till the bottom of the hour here in about 14 minutes. Right. Well, uh, of course, here in my uh, mighty command center at the top of the Rocky Mountains, in the world Bigfoot Central, I have a mighty library that I can dig through. And I was just wandering uh, past my control room the other day, and I was looking at the uh, one library section, and I went, you know, for some reason, this book by Ivan... So many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. Become an educational leader with the University of Washington College of Education 
the UW College of Education prepares students to solve the toughest problems of today. Within one year of graduation, over 94% of graduate students are employed as leaders of organizations such as the Fred Hutch Cancer Research Center, Microsoft, and universities across the country. Tap the banner to learn more about the College of Education or visit education.uw.edu. T. Sanderson drew my attention. Ivan T. Sanderson, for those of you out there unaware of it, is pretty much the father of cryptozoology, uh, especially for North America. Bernard Huvelmans was also around at the same time, and over in Europe has probably got the claim to being the father of uh, cryptozoology over in that part of the world, because they both really did a lot of in-depth research. And uh, Ivan T. Sanderson was actually in military intelligence during World War II, so he was all over the place. And he had this interest in this stuff and was taking advantage of where he was at to do a little side digging whenever he was there. And then after the war was over, he had a lot more access to other parts of the world that formerly were busy fighting that he could go to and do more research there. So this guy like literally went all over the world and he wrote this ridiculously thick book, The Abominable Snowman Legend Come to Life. And this part, he's specifically talking about the abominable snowman. That is what we in, in the West know as the Yeti and the sightings from the greater Himalayas and what the people over there are talking about. And the in-depth information here, which rarely penetrates to the West, is very revealing. He says, the great majority of reports are of a roughly man-sized, though of a very large and sturdy man compared to the wiry little Sherpas, hominid with a conical head, bull neck, prognathous jaw, and very wide mouth, but no lips, clothed in reddish-brown, Keep that in mind. Everybody's always like, yeah, these are white. No, nope. descriptions say reddish-brown. Thick, short, hairy, or fur, often grizzled in larger specimens and almost black in the smaller ones, which goes, uh, they go naked, but use sticks as tools on occasion. Its excrement indicates that it's omnivorous, but feeds mostly on small mammals, insects, young birds that it can catch, snails, and various softer vegetable substances. It lives in the upper montane forests, Again, it's not in the mountains, it's in the upper montane forest, but comes out from time to time to grub under old snow, and in very severe weather, it may descend into inhabited valleys and maraud for food. It has short, very broad feet, with a second toe larger than its big toe, while both of these are much wider than the other three and are separated from them. It is shy and retiring unless provoked or imagines itself cornered, when it will put up a terrific display, just like the great apes will, but seldom carries through with its threats. This is not just the pattern, but the identity of the vast body of these reports. However, it's not by any means the only one. There appear to be at least four, if not five, quite distinct creatures involved in this general area, only two of which are certainly indigenous to the Himalayan ranges themselves and to the great Brahma Puntra gutter north of it, these two are the man-sized hominids described above, which is clearly distinguished by the little inhabitants of the Mete and the little pygmy type, only four to five feet tall, that inhabits the lower and warmer valleys, said to eat frogs and insects, and generally omnivorous, but which the natives call the Ted Lima, which is clothed in very thick red fur with a slight mane and leaves tiny five-inch-long footprints. The third hominid appears to only be spoken of in the area, but is actually an inhabitant of eastern Tibet, Sikiang, and northern Indo-Chinese Massif. This is the Talk Kung Lu 
Jinsong creature called by the Sherpas the Jute, which translates to the hulking thing. So guess which one we're talking about there. Uh, Hold on. Now, I I know... That would be the one that I mentioned uh, a few cryptid reports ago where I was talking about the Indian Army climbing on the slopes of Makalu and finding the 32 by 17-inch tracks. Yeah. That's the one we're talking about there, the Zute hulking thing. Is that the one, if I'm correct, Duke, that they found prints at base camp on Mount Everest, and the big toe seems to be like a giant round circle, and then you have the other four toes that would be pretty much parallel to a foot? Yeah, similar. It seemed to be wider than you would expect from either a Sasquatch or a human foot. Yeah. And also, like Ivan just pointed out, the arrangement of the toes is a little bit bigger because the second toe is bigger than the, the, the big toe, the hallux is, and the toe adjacent to it is also large. And then the remaining toes are kind of like grouped by themselves over on one side. So it gives this aspect that it's actually got three toes when the toes are just bunched up. Right. Creepy. Creepy. So anyway, back to the gigantic ones here. The hulking thing uh, is by all accounts an immensely taller and bulkier than the meta with a black to dark gray shaggy and long coat, a flathead beetling brow with a sort of upcurled bang on it. And this is reported on some of the younger Sasquatch up by your area and uh, over in Idaho too, by the way, Dave, that hair. Uh, very human type feet that leave imprints like those of a giant man about with two sub-digital pads under the first toe just like the Sasquatch and Oma. This is a creature that Bernard Hubelmans in 1951 suggested might be a descendant of or related to or even actually a Gigantopithecus which at that time was thought to be a pongid rather than a hominid while they've switched back to thinking it's a pongid again. Sorry Ivan. (laughs) This book was written when I was a kid back when nights were still jousting. So then he goes on to the little tit Oma presents a fine problem all their own. They're the least known and most neglected by everybody. In fact, it was not really until 1957 that even the most ardent hominid hunters acknowledged their existence. And only one man has done anything to research them. W.M. Russell, commonly known to his countless friends all over the world as Gerald. Yet this is probably the commonest of all the hominids with an enormous distribution and is certainly, quote, the Yeti most likely to succeed, unquote, if only somebody would do something to research it. Uh, And then he goes into the philology of the different words and what they exactly mean, which I will not bore you with. And then he has sightings by Sherpa villagers talking about things that they've observed them eating or found in their scat. Then he gets back to the hulking thing, the Zute. It's not a Himalayan inhabitant. However, there does to be still uh, be does appear to be still another creature in this province and on the southern rim of Tibet. Now, there seems to be some evidence pointing to this really being a giant monkey. I'm for now ignoring the tailed creatures reported by doctors Moore and Brooks, which would constitute a fifth local unknown and which I frankly believe to be a huge species of the colloboid monkey, and thus related to the mangabees and gorillas of Africa and the langurs leaf monkeys, lutongs, prosasis, and snub-nosed monkeys of the Orient. The Abbey Pierre Bordet has dredged up a tiny gem that's of great significance to the monkey problem, namely the mountain mass that contains Mount Everest is called by Indians Mahalangar Himal, or Mountain of the Great Monkeys. 
and not of great apes, please note. Then there's also the fact that Tibetans, as opposed to the Himalayanese people, talk freely of a monstrous monkey in their territory that has nothing to do with either the Zute, Mete, or Terlima, which incidentally they call in various parts of their country by numerous other names. So it's not just around there. It is, they say, nothing more than a monkey and has all the habits and characteristics of a monkey, even to the sort of, and here's where it gets interesting, totalitarian bravado and insufferable provocativeness combined with blind cowardice that in extreme cases of defeat may lead to it turning into a completely insensate homicidal maniac. There is but one group of monkeys that so very well fits this billing. To me, it is very strange indeed that neither this whole idea nor the possibility of this particular group of monkeys being involved seems ever to have been even so much as mentioned. The group concerned is the Cynocephaloids or Cynocephalidae, the dog-faced monkeys, which includes the Gelada and Hamadryad, the Drill and the Mandrill, the Baboons, the black apes of the Celebes, macaques, and recesses. Not only are the largest monkeys members of this group, they're mostly terrestrial. Most of them walk on the whole soles of their feet and hands. They have extremely man-like hands. They're certainly of high sagacity and, despite small brains, have a highly developed social or at least communal system. They're also, also strongly xenophobic. And finally, they are, in many cases, extraordinarily ingenious, facile and adept at manipulation with their hands just like we are the ancient egyptians trained some of them to weed gardens stack cordwood uh sweep temples and serve food at banquets a south african railroader supposedly taught one to throw switches well you seem to freeze up on us there duke not sure if you can hear us or not, but you've uh, froze up on us. Send you out. See if we can add him back in. Super Duke, by the way, I guarantee you, is still reading right now. He is still reading. Definitely. Definitely still reading. He hasn't noticed yet that he's off air. But nonetheless, I mean, some of these stories, I mean, I remember talking to Nelson Dellis, uh, who has attempted to climb Mount Everest four times and failed four times to do so. And he actually, on one of his last trips there, went to see uh, and learn about the Abominable Snowman or the Yeti because there had been prints years ago, uh, photograph prints actually, that were taken at Mount Everest Base Camp. And nobody heard a thing, nobody saw anything, but there were just these giant 20-foot tracks or 20-inch tracks. All right, Super Duke, you froze up on us. we got about three minutes to go here, buddy. Yeah, lost my stream completely. I don't know what happened there. All of a sudden, I wasn't on the internet anymore. We were wondering how long it would take. Uh, well, anyway, that was pretty much the end of that whole thing. The only point on that thing is that, again, we think of there only being one thing that's known as the Yeti. And, in fact, they've got four, maybe five sub-varieties that all have distinct names. Some of them are known in the Himalayas but don't actually live there. 
they live in the jungles nearby to it. Um, and you now that could be an example of the Jute could be the tracks that the uh, Indian army got when they were climbing up Makalu because right below where that snow line was, where they were going up and they found the tracks traversing it horizontally, it wasn't going up. It was just going across. They were going up. So they crossed the track line right below that is a Makalu nature preserve thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of acres and really no way to get there. So it isn't like people are just touristing there and going for a walk around the nature reserve. <laughs> so again, nobody even knows what the hell might be living in there because nobody's doing any research on it. But the point that I found interesting is that in addition to these two or three different kinds of hominids similar to Bigfoot, but which by the way, closely parallel the reports we're getting over here uh, in North America they also had this other kind that was like, what, a baboon, which is, what do we got over here? A gugui, which is like a giant baboon. Same thing. Well, it always comes down to pretty much the same shape, the same foot size, the same body musculature. Mm-hmm. With minor variations. And again, you know, you keep getting this pattern that, there's not just one kind of them. Wherever any of them are around, there's these other sub-varieties seem to be somewhere around there, too, if not right in the same proximity, but, you know, maybe in the same area. You know, we've got the shorter hominids over here in North America, alba twitches, stuff like that. We've got the gugwees. Those would be the baboon-type things. Uh, we've got the jute. Those are the <laughs> Pacific Coast Sasquatch that get, you know, 15, 18 feet tall. They're humongous, northern Canadian type. So we've got all these parallels over here. And even in Europe, you've got names for these guys where they call it De Wilderman or the Wood Woes and uh, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And in, in Europe, there's uh, a name for the Gugwe over there, too. They call them bugbears. So it, this stuff is like universal. It isn't just this one little pocket area where some crazy drunken hicks came up with a story. It's all over the planet. You just go look at the indigenous cultures' stories about what's in their area, and it keeps coming up over and over again. Super Duke, thank you so much for coming on Spaced Out Radio for the Cryptid Report again. Uh, everybody can go search all over the internet for World Bigfoot Radio or World Bigfoot Central on all social media platforms. That's why we love Super Duke around here. He's number one on his uniform and number one in our hearts. Coming up next, day 101 time. The Congressional Report hasn't been released yet. No figure. We'll be back. All right. I'm clear. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking, to the, looking forward to the Dave 101, man. It's always a Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn, you stinky rat hole. <laughs> you gugwees, get off my lawn. You horrible kids in your grotesque... Halloween costumes. Oh, you're having Wendigo weather up there. That's when the Wendigo like to hunt when there's a whiteout. Nothing can see him or hear him coming. Yeah, that's all I need is a freaking Wendigo hang, hanging out in my uh, Sasquatch area. Well, it could be that they just say that to keep the kids in the teepees during a you know blizzard and a whiteout so they don't go wandering outside never to be seen again. Or it could be that that's actually true, and that's an additional hazard to wandering around in a whiteout where you get lost and are never found again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Although I, I'm going to try and get out in the forest on Saturday, Saturday night. Right on. Yeah, you haven't been out there and visited for a couple of weeks now, right? No, I've been really worried about, you know, because of stuff going on with my mom and everything. And yep. uh, found out that, taking your- yeah, my dad was, it finally hit my dad pretty hard today. Finally oh. hit my dad pretty hard today. And, uh, and I think he hit the realization that there's a good chance that whether she lives or passes that mom's not coming home, you know, it's a very, very big uphill battle. So, um, we've, he's got to sign a bunch of paperwork to get her into a rehabilitation home. And uh, try and get her moving and doing things on her own. But the old girl, I just don't know if she wants to, man. You know? Don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what happened with my mom. She was so crippled she couldn't walk or anything anymore. I had to push her on the wheelchair, get her in out of bed, and onto and off of the toilet and all that good stuff. And she had, uh, health was getting really bad. And she had been in the hospital a couple times. And both times he had to resuscitate her and uh when she came back the last time she just said uh you know chuck which is my dad's name uh you know just tell him that the next time that i go out don't resuscitate me because this you know i don't i don't want to keep living like this yeah so and it was a couple days later and she was in the hospital and i got the call at four o'clock in the morning that she had died and i had got to wake my dad up and give him uh, not very good news so yeah I, I don't know. Uh, love he loves asking where does mom want to be. I personally, I think that mom wants to uh, head on home, and I'm not saying home to where my dad is. You know, my mom. Uh, you know, she has her faith, and and uh, you know, I think that's where she wants to go. I think she's tired and uh, doesn't want to fight anymore. So. You know, not to you know bring the show attitude down. Hey, Von Patrick, how you doing, buddy? You know, <laughs> not to bring the the mood of the show down or anything, but uh, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens over the next few weeks here. But I uh, noticed our buddy in chat there that lives on the other side of the pie plate from us, Hilton Willowood, was asking earlier that he hadn't seen your hair cut off before. And he wondered if you lost your Samson-like super strength when it got cut um, off. Which, of course, the answer is yes. Why do you think he's in the gym working out all the time? He's trying I, to get his super strength back again. I had a great workout today. Great there you workout. go. See? Yeah. Yeah. Great workout. And uh, <laughs> it, it was one of those ones that when you finish up and you finally can relax after your cool down, where you, where you feel like you're just going to puke your guts out. <laughs> sometimes you do yeah I, that was the workout i had today my arms honestly tonight feel like jello they feel like jello. i made the mistake uh when my brother came back from boot camp i went in and did heavy leg training day with him and you know he's freshly freshly back from many months of training as a marine sniper so he's in ridiculous shape but, you know, of course, I'm also in pretty ridiculous shape at that point. So we go in and we do the heavy squats and the weight rack and the whole thing. And we were both pathetic, shambling wrecks for the next two days. We had spaghetti legs so bad you could hardly stand up and walk around because we'd beat up our legs so bad. 
And yeah, then I didn't do that with uh, with Paul again because no. <laughs> Today was uh, I I have to really watch what I work out with, uh, especially on my legs because I've I've blown both the ACLs and MCLs in my knees, and. Um, so I have to be careful with that. But today I did some squats and God, it hurt. Uh, thank you, Cat Chaser, Jeff, Jeremy, Judy, T. Tui, and Molly for the super chats. Here we go with the Dave 101 Super Duke. I'm going to go, buddy. Take care. taking the time to join us I want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old Davey the favor hit that subscribe button our website is spacedoutradio.com. we have a plethora of features for you rock out to bumblefoot read shirky poos newswire check out our swag as well follow us on twitter at spaced out radio instagram at spaced out radio show and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where I figure out what grinds my gears. Around these parts, we call it the Dave 101. It's time for Dave 
well, we know the kids went trick-or-treating, but we now know that up until right now, the congressional hearings and the release of new information on unidentified aerial phenomena is still waiting to come out. Now, none of us should be surprised by this. This isn't really breaking news because the government is always slow on everything. But here's the frustrating part, guys. We know it's going to happen. We know they're playing games with us. And for anybody out there who says that there isn't a narrative going on or that there isn't any games being played with what the public should know about the topic of UFOs and life out in the stars, you got to give your head a shake. Or, you know, maybe go buy that bridge in the middle of the desert because I hear there's really good prices on bridges in the desert right now. It is frustrating because, once again, the United States government, along with its military and alphabet agencies, are playing with people's lives. They're playing with people who've seen UFOs. They're playing with the lives of experiencers. And the worst part about it is, if this was any other topic than UFOs, the media would be covering it the media would be having an absolute breakdown as to why this subject hasn't been announced yet. And look, these new congressional hearings or reports, we know they are going to be edited to anything. We do know a little bit. We know that there have been over 360 reports, and half of them were found to be anomalous. But that's all we've been told that's allegedly coming out. We don't know if there's going to be more fighter pilot testimony. We don't know if there's going to be airline pilot testimony, astronaut testimony, or testimony from anybody else. We we hear speculation that there will be new congressional hearings on the subject coming up any day now for the last two months, any day. And if they do end up coming up, who's going to testify? Who's going to be there? Notoriously, the government is just quiet on this. They're doing their own thing. They don't care because there's no media to press them. There's nobody outside of the UFO world to say, hey, guys, where's that report? Why is it late? Because it was supposed to be out on Halloween. Now, what burns my bridges on this one is the fact that There are so many people involved with this now, from NASA to the CIA, from the FBI to the United States Navy. But the real question that we have to prepare ourselves for is, are we prepared for nothing new? Don't expect any videos. Don't expect anything that is going to move the ball forward. When the Navy announced a couple weeks ago that they were done with UFOs and talking about them in public, look, guys, they handcuffed us. They really did. And it's not fair. It's not to our advantage. But they did it because they're tired of having egg on their faces. They're tired of the United States Air Force getting to stay silent while in Space Force they are hiring people who are directly involved 
in ufology. Yes, I'm talking to you, Travis Taylor, talking to you, Lou Elizondo, to talk about UFOs specifically for the Space Force and Space Command. This goes way deeper. And what it makes me wonder, as someone who's involved with this on a daily basis, is what is the latest thing they are trying to cover up? What's the cover-up now? Is it about landings? Is it about crash retrievals? Maybe. I would take it a step forward. I think, and this is my opinion only, that it has to do with the fact that they got aliens. Yeah, they have aliens. And they don't want it. Look, I have no proof. Zero proof. It's just a hunch. And I'm running with it. I'm running with that hunch because it seems like a healthy hunch to place a bet on. And if I was in Vegas, I would absolutely put money on it. They don't want us playing UFOs anymore. They don't want us playing anything. What they want is the science and technology behind it. UFOs, people, are turning into a business. The business of UFOs includes reverse technology, enhancements of engineering, trying to figure out free energy, if there is such a thing, or how to monetize free energy. Go figure what an oxymoron that is. But the idea behind it is they don't want us to know. Why not? After why now, why not? What does a politician need to know or a military member know that you and I as regular Joe and Jill citizen are not allowed to know? We can think of the possibilities that we're not alone, that maybe time travel is real, that maybe other dimensions are real. We can look at all that. However, why do they feel that we continually need to be ridiculed about this subject, talked down to regarding this subject? And what amazes me is all of these so-called UFO activists that are out there who continually bang the drum for anything that these guys are doing in D.C. They're not here to help you or me or disclose anything. That's the facade. The real picture is what we need to know. And yes, like I've said before in the past... This goes from Roswell on forward, not the USS Nimitz incident on forward. We, or let me go back in time to around when the To The Stars Academy came out and got popular. I said a statement like this. I said, there is no such thing as disclosure until we know what's happened from Roswell on forward. And I'm sticking to that gun today. We deserve to know. We have a right as humanity to know. Are we alone in the universe? Are we allowed to know what's going on in the universe? 
Think about it. Our star being friends could be right on our doorstep and we're not allowed to know. It's like your neighbor coming over. You just moved into your house. Your neighbor comes over with a freshly baked apple pie to welcome you to the neighborhood and you're not allowed to answer the door because other people are. Remember, I have said this many a time, there are very few people making decisions for 7.5 billion on this planet. That's it. That's it. And it hurts me to think, where is this going in the future? It pains me to think, how much more of the cover-up are your children, my children, our future grandchildren, are going to have to suffer through? When we're dismissing accounts in the Ukraine... We have people say they're working in our best interest in ufology only to be working for the same people who are covering up the subject. Does that not make this entire thing a bloody joke? We should be laughing right now that the report hasn't come out. We should be. We should be like, do we really expect any less? This is how we're treated. This is the way it's always gone. And this is the way that it will continue. So the question is, where do we go now, ufology? Where do we go now? Well, since we know the cover-up is on, my suggestion is we start ignoring all the people. Start ignoring all the news of it. Start ignoring all the sightings. I don't care about you guys, but for me... When I see breaking news reports that an airline pilot witnessed a number of UFOs, and trust me, Christopher Sharp at Liberation Times did an amazing job on that article because he's a high-quality journalist, a real journalist, not fake ones that continue to hover around the UFO field. Okay? But Chris digs in, and he's got a great story at Liberation Times about an airline pilot that saw nine UFOs hovering together. For me, I'm like, eh, big deal. Why does it have to be confirmed by an airline pilot or a fighter pilot? What about all of us who have seen UFOs? Do our accounts not count? A sighting means nothing anymore. A video means anything is even less, unless it's a video that has a certain watermark on it that says U.S. Department of Defense or United States Navy or property of the United States government. Then we're allowed to get a little bit excited. Then we're allowed to kind of put our fingers from un- from cross to uncrossed, hoping that we might be able to get an answer. But we're not. I don't know when this report is going to come out. I don't know if it's even going to come out publicly. 
But once again, we're hearing a lot of big words coming out of D.C. and not a lot of action. One day, hopefully, that changes. I don't ever see it being changed. Yes, the report will eventually come out. But I think we need to look at this as a real level of disrespect that they don't care about UFOs. They don't care about you and I. The only thing that they care about is, will the military be able to defend against whatever the hell these are? That's it. And they will hold the technology like it's their brand new baby, cuddling it, holding it tightly, and making sure that nothing ever hurts that. That's your Dave 101 tonight. Thank you for everybody tuning that in. And if you have a comment on our YouTube channel about it, please leave it below. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, as well as it really helps with the algorithms. But we appreciate you taking it on in. Now, let's get to Shirky Poo's news. What time is it? It's time for Shirky Poo's news. All right, let's get to Shirky Poo's news, shall we? All right, a woman in the United Kingdom has reportedly called for a Halloween decoration ban. Oh, she's gone total Karen on this. Yeah, she's offended. Why? After she claimed a recent bathroom trip left her confused about the toilet's working order. The woman, whose identity hasn't been revealed, apparently aired her grievance to the next door, a hyper-local social media platform for neighbors, According to the report from My London, a British newspaper, My London reports that the bathroom the woman visited at a local business had a keep out sign on its toilet. I think, Karen says, that Halloween decorations should be banned. Banned. Banned! Why? I ended up leaving this establishment because I got confused as to if these toilets were out of service and no entry. How are people expected to be able to know what is open and closed when there are big keep-out signs on everything? The Post reportedly continued. Warning signs are a common on Halloween decorations sold by party supply companies. However, not all countries celebrate Halloween the same. The day has been gaining popularity in the UK in recent years, and the decorating of homes and businesses has become a growing trend. In Britain, Halloween has traditionally been celebrated with ghost stories, vegetable carvings, and kid-friendly games, including bobbing for apples, according to Historic UK, a British history and heritage site. The current use of pumpkins is a relatively modern innovation coming from the Americas. Hey, we gave them back one. But this lady, yeah, she ain't giving up. Old Karen there, she wants somebody to take responsibility for her not figuring out whether or not a bathroom is closed. Hey, Karen, real interesting point here. If it's on the door inside the establishment, it probably says keep out for a reason. It's very easy. If it's outside in someone's yard, probably a Halloween decoration. But who am I? Who am I? And Karen ain't going to listen anyways. A Baltimore family who ordered a prop casket for a Halloween party found a dead woman's belongings inside, including what they suspected were her ashes. The Wozniak family 
said they had ordered a casket from Facebook Marketplace. After the discovery, family took to TikTok, of course, because you don't call the police anymore. You call TikTok. Well, you film on TikTok. To share the bizarre episode in hopes of returning the items to the deceased woman's family. Other items found taped underneath the cardboard of the casket, including the crew's photograph, her death certificate, which had her social security number, and the George Washington University Hospital bracelet she wore. The deceased woman's family, or pardon me, her granddaughter, eventually came across the Wozniak's TikTok video, showed her mom, uh, Sabrina Jones. Sabrina went on to say the discovery reignited the pain of losing her mother, but was grateful that the Wozniaks kept the items and returned them to the family. Cruz family said they had rented the casket through the Freeman Funeral Services after she and that she was cremated after. Uh, well, apparently mom stuck around a little bit more. Yeah. Hmm. All right, let's get to another one here. A Texas woman made a spooky discovery about her home rental in Gainesville after several renters claimed it was haunted. Linda Hill, owner of the Hill House Manor, said she was taking a shower when she heard someone say, Looking good. I thought it was my husband. I mean, he and I were the only ones in the house. However, it was not her husband making the comments. It was a ghost. I spoke to him. You know, he told me I was looking good. I said, thank you. And I asked him what he had been doing that day. And we had a conversation and he left. She added that she believes the home has many types of ghosts. We've got kids and we've got old people, old guys. We've got hookers, Jesse says. Yeah, the common type of ghost that comes around are hookers. Hill claimed male renters said, uh, she said, have told her that they have felt somebody stroking their face, stroking their arm. And stroking other things. Host Jesse Walters uh, quipped that it's a good thing about a hooker ghost was that you do not have to pay for it. That's right. They try and stir it up business, but they can't figure out a way to conclude the transaction. So nothing ever happens. And finally tonight, the enduring mystery of Yeti could once be solved once and for all once again. The Yeti, sometimes known as the abominable snowman, uh, has said to be living in the Himalayan mountains. Like most cryptids, an irrefutable proof hasn't been exactly forthcoming. However, an expert now reckons he knows exactly what's behind the mystery. Madhu Chetri, a researcher with Nepal's National Trust for Nature Conservation, said he was warned about the Yeti by locals. He said, I've heard several stories about an encounter between a Yeti and villages Herdsman, one herder, described how they walk like humans but are double the size. One said he encountered two of them, and one was digging for a marmot while the other was lying in a dorsal posture with one leg folded behind height like a human, like a sun tanning. Well, he's not convinced it's around, thinks it's a Tibetan bear, but nonetheless, the search continues for the mysterious Yeti. Absolutely awesome show tonight. And we got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Space Down Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker. 
Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag SpaceDownRadio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for tuning us in tonight. It's been a great night of fun. Because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.